I've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Huh? Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? We kicked its ass! Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Film Feast podcast. I am your host, Matt Bledsoe, and this week we are talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And to help me talk about it, I'm joined by three of my favorite people. So happy to get them back together after last year. We talked John with four, Indiana Jones. We're all back again. Uh, and I'm going to start by introducing a man some people have called a Twitter hero. Uh, it's James Coddington. James, how you doing? Hey, man. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm good. I'm good. I had to check your bio there today. Make sure you still had Twitter hero in your Twitter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not <laughs> taking good. that away now. That's, that's oh, going to stay good. forever. You got you to gotta own that. Uh, so... I'm trying. Try to every day. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, let's see. he's one of the hosts of the Imperial Scum podcast. It's Chris Barreras. Chris, how you doing? I want you to know, I'm in lesbians with you. <laughs> I'm in lesbian. No, Matt, I'm good, dude. I'm great. Us. I'm, uh, <laughs> great. Um, I'm glad I'm back and I'm with my boys. Uh, it's been a while since all four of us were like on a podcast together. But I was telling another show, it doesn't and feel that long because we literally text our group chat every day. So it's like I talk to you guys literally every single day, but we haven't been like on content for what, six, eight months, something like that. It was Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull was the last one. Yeah, all that was of a, us because yeah, that I was had Andy and James, but you weren't on that. Uh, the Dial of Destiny, Chris. So almost no, like, yeah. no. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm back. And thanks for, oh, thanks yes. for having me, man. And yes, and last but not least, along with Chris, he also hosts the Imperial Scum podcast. The Gentle Giant himself, Andy Gore. Andy, how you doing? <laughs> Hey, 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 guys! It's, I'm so happy to be here. I can't even contain myself. Uh, I would like to say I do need to change it. I think I'm Action Twitter's vanilla, uh, vanilla gorilla now. I think Vice oh, has okay. officially, uh, you know, ordained me as such. So that's what I'm going to be going now as. So, okay. yep, we can redo the whole intro. No, I'm just kidding. No, the nicest, I'm... the nicest guy, aka Vanilla Gorilla. Also, I'm glad you did your patented Andy. Hey, guys! I was hoping you would know, do that. Right? <laughs> like, yes. I need that. Uh, gentlemen, so glad, happy to have you back together here. We've been looking forward to this a long time. Very excited about this movie. Um, and I'm sure there's so much to talk about for Scott Pilgrim. But before we do all that, like we always do, uh, stuff we've seen lately. So I'm going to go, I think I'll just start with Andy, the stuff you've watched lately. Uh, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> okay, I'll keep it to one just because I know there's like multiple of us. Uh, <laughs> so I will. I will sing the praises of One More Shot with Scott Atkins. I don't think any of you guys have had a chance to watch it yet. 
Um, I have. I have. Not yet. Oh, you did? Oh, sweet. I did. Good. Okay. Now we followed your letterbox. You'll know this. Now that we followed each other. Yeah, we kind of found out before that for months, man. I, I, didn't I haven't see been it. following each other on letterbox. And I was like, why where is Matt's Matt's 4.5 star reviews for everything? Um because that's obviously as high as your rating goes. Cause <laughs> just kidding. Um so anyway, one more shot. I love how we already sequel. started with that. <laughs> I know. I'm just getting it out of the way. Oh, I was prepared to talk about that the whole time. So that's fine. <laughs> Just box so, ratings. so yeah uh one more shot takes place directly after uh 2021's one shot uh literally the story takes place 12 hours not a spoiler at all um and man the even there's some elements that don't work as well as the first one like some of the actors and actresses don't give as great of like supporting role performances um but the technical expertise behind the camera and how they hand things off is way more advanced than even the the first one like i mean there's stuff that they jump into vans and drive through areas and jump out of vans and the way it follows from the hero to the villains and back to the you know hero again just really visually cool some great uh tactical gun work i know chris will be happy about that that's still there um more hand-to-hand -hand combat but not like crazy martial arts stuff like we were like some of us were maybe hoping for i'm like i want to see scott atkins do some more jumping spinny kicks but this isn't <laughs> the role for that and it's cool traps and cool punches and just nice stabbed in the neck again um and it's just an hour and 40 minutes of just hits the ground running and with that one take kind of feel never really lets up and just kind of continues to draw you in as you watch it so uh highest possible recommendations from me on that one i really liked it i actually think i might have rated a little too low on letterboxd because i was like i thought about it after i watched it because some of the things you said i was like a little not disappointed i guess but kind of like okay i maybe i'm expectations were so high but then i listened mm -hmm. to scott atkins talk to our, our buddy like scott about it and yeah. the director james nunn talk about it and uh just making the movie like i had so much more respect for how they pulled this off like yeah maybe appreciate the movie even more because I, I understood it was like, how the how the <laughs> fuck did they shoot it in 80 hours i haven't even yeah, seen the four hours yet. a night just off the i'm four like hours a night it's bananas fuck. like it's like yeah that's that's got you hear that you're like this is even more impressive than i already thought it was like they hide the cuts so well like with the you know the one shot thing and they do that so well they're so good all the technical aspects on a small budget on a very tight schedule as we all heard about um yep. Yeah, it's it's good. It's you guys should both see it as soon as possible. But it's it's a very yeah. it's it's very well done. I was very impressed. And after listening to this podcast, more impressed than the first. I gotta watch it again now because it was like, how did they do half of the stuff in the time they had? So totally. Yeah. There's a uh, uh you know Scott Atkins does his Scott Atkins thing, and it's better than ever because he's so much more confident now in front of the 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 camera, and they've had the last one to kind of get that one shot stuff out of the way. So now it's almost like they're kind of showing off even it's like, Oh, <laughs> you guys, you know, our budget is that of your catering budget. We can make an entire movie in 80 hours. Like, <laughs> like that's what most of us work, you know, like two weeks worth of work is I mean, God, it's insane <laughs> to think what they did. And some of like the best stunt people working and a uh, huge shout out to Aaron, Tony, who just steals the movie. Uh, he's one of the main, uh, main henchmen. And he gets, two or three really good fights with Atkins that just, I'm like, and one of them, I mean, it's on Scott's social media. They filmed it one take 
in a moving tram that was going about 30 miles an hour around corners and curves and stuff. And you can see them moving around in there. And I just thought they kind of moved the rig when they were filming it, but nope, they jumped in and 30 miles an hour, let's go. And I was like, wow, that's insane. So yeah, just really cool stuff. And it's nice to see DTV highlighted here in January. Although it's kind of sucks that it's so early that I'm like, well, it's going to take a lot for this to top, top it for old Andy. And let's see if that happens throughout the rest of the year. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, we've been spoiled with action movies so far in January. Like it's been just so many action movies coming out. I'm like, it's so only many. one month of the year. It's like we can keep this up for the rest of the year, but um, <laughs> we will see. Uh, yes, one more shot is really good. I'm with you, Andy. So okay, I will go to Chris now. What you what have you watching, Chris? Uh, I'll keep it to one movie. I uh, I have been doing a lot of podcast prep, so I haven't really had an opportunity to watch anything like brand new. Um, but I did watch one right before I had to start on my podcast prep and that was the expendables four. Oh, and <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh -oh. Um, have you ever seen that gif off of Madwin? Oh, and it goes and not great, Bob. That's how I feel <laughs> about expendables four. Um, I think that, oh, knowing that it was oh, two separate scripts, that it was a spinoff of Jason Statham's character. And then an Expendables 4, and they kind of oh, sandwich them together is very obvious. Uh, the movie starts off not on a great foot, where it has an where I know that Megan Fox isn't the strongest actress in the world, but but when it comes to action, she puts in the work. And they started her off as the most oh, stereoty stereotypical cringe oh female character that i've seen in years and this is from a franchise who notoriously hasn't treated its female leads well at all like at all mm -hmm. and this i was just like oh this isn't starting off good and oh statham does his best when he's all by himself when it's a when it's just him against all the bad guys the action is is well shot like i don't want to act like it's not um but the rest of the Expendables team, the the old guard from uh, of the previous sequels are even worse than they were before. Um, I don't know what type of direction they were given. Um, I think the new guard is bad also. Um, <laughs> there is a, 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 an actor who I forgot to look up, so I apologize, but he's basically playing the son of Antonio's character from three and it comes off like he's doing an SNL impression of Antonio Banderas no. where he's got his mannerisms <laughs> down so but he's just kind of goofy mm -hmm. um, Eco and Statham have a solid fight that I think is too short uh, Eco is mm -hmm. obviously having a lot of fun as the bad guy um, I think that Tony Jaa steals the movie and he's only in a handful of scenes because it's Tony Jaa and he's fucking charming as all hell. It has some of the worst OCG and green screen I've seen in an action movie in quite some time. I know it was shot during COVID and it's obviously a lot cheaper than oh, perhaps the other films, but it's staggeringly bad. And I think they do a twist at the end or like two twists. And I saw them coming and I'm like, man, this is just to end the series that I've enjoyed. Like I like the first one quite a bit. I, 
I really enjoy two. I think three was a mistake in terms of the rating and oh, bringing mm-hmm. in all like all the young cast. They could have ended oh, the series on a higher note, but instead they just made all the same mistakes that they have been making. And it never hit the oh, potential that I hoped the series would get. And to end on such a such a weak note, I was bored. I was texting you guys like as I was watching it, just going like, man, I'm just, I'm so bored right now. I'm not having any fun. And Statham, he's doing his thing. But even when he's with the other cast members, he's, he lacks that energy. He just seems just like, I'm just doing this for the paycheck. And, and I'm mad that it isn't a Lee Christmas solo movie. So Mm -hmm. yeah, just wasn't a big fan, which kind of sucks because like, as I said, I I was hoping to at, at least have a little bit of fun. And outside of a couple scenes with Tony Jaw and Eco, I was like, I'll never watch this again. Yeah, I had I more heard... fun with this one than three because three has Kellen Lutz in it and he is Andy's kryptonite. If there if that guy shows up in a movie, I will automatically just go, Nope, this ain't for me. I'm moving on. So it and you add Ronda Ronda Rousey into that, and it's like the void of attractive people who can't act their way out of a paper bag. And I'm just yeah. like, don't care. This is as mean as you'll hear. You'll hear me. I know, but don't care. (laughs) They are. It's the worst. I would rather watch the dude do a bad um, Antonio Banderas impersonation (laughs) than Kellen Lutz even try to do anything. So I think. So I think (laughs) that the reason I like three more is because of Wesley Snipes, Antonio Banderas, and yes, he's a trash fire of a human being in real life. But and Mel Gibson as the villain is fucking awesome. Yep. Like I, I think he's like oh the strongest villain next to O'Van Dam in the series. But then yeah, like the young cast and like how are you gonna waste uh, um um what's his name? Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, from Top Gun Maverick. Um, oh Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's totally wasted in Expendables three, and that dude's he's got... in three. I don't. I yeah. forgot he's even in three because guess <laughs> what? Kellen Lux was there, and it took my mind off of everything else. God. I couldn't see anything else. I was like, God, I feel like the problem with three, the, the rating. There was no reason to go to PG thirteen, um, and then uh, I felt like the young cast was just like a void of charisma all around. Like I mean, like just just nothing going on there. Um, Ronda Rousey. I know Andy and I watch pro wrestling so we've seen her in, like try to cut promos and it's like it ain't good it's like, it's like <laughs> it's just good lord um hey, remember so when she, she was going to be in the roadhouse remake and then we all breathed a sigh of relief you like when she got fired dude oh yeah. i hired jake gyllenhaal yeah yep. i forgot about that uh Ooh, that would be, could be fun I, it is not going to be swayze roadhouse it's going to be a very different thing but uh i was surprised at conor mcgregor <laughs> Like it looks like he's in way more of it than I expected him to be. <laughs> like, uh, at least he's having fun and getting. And that's I was. Uh, he's having fun. It looks like I don't know how good he's going to be, but he's having a good time. Um, but uh, but yeah, Expendables three just. I mean, and, and I've heard nothing bad things about the new one. Like, no, I don't think one person has gone to bat. Usually, somebody's like, you know what, guys, and everyone hates this, but I think it's kind of fun. Not one person I've seen do that. Um, our buddy Rob Antiquaire, I thought maybe. He was gonna. He was like, "I'm gonna watch it." I was like, "Maybe Rob will go to bad for it." Rob, Rob like, dragged sucks. that movie out to the back and like, shot it in the back sucks. of the head. 
He, he made that movie look at yeah. He made that movie look at the flowers, and he took good care of it right then and there. I was like, "Come on, Rob, tell me something good about." No, he couldn't even he couldn't do it. I feel like he can find pauses in a lot of movies, but he was like, "No, I was like, this is bad." Um, I, I'm I more I'm than the, curious. I'm the nicest to it. I, I know that and, you've and, heard. Yeah, that's I'm still just like middle of the road on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm waiting for it to get somewhere free. I do not want to pay a dime for it. So no. I'm it, Hulu wherever it pops up. I'm waiting, but I, I will watch it to see. It's like, a to be ass movie <laughs> with S. Oh, man. All right. Well, maybe to be then. James, you didn't see Expendables 4, did you? <laughs> no, actually, uh, I haven't seen an Expendables movie at all. What? Yeah. <laughs> He's so far too classy for the Expendables. <laughs> no, I, I, I <laughs> It's one of my right. He's far too classy, just... quoting the pest every other week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have yes, exactly. I have standards. Class. I only watch the pest. I will not watch the Expendables. I, no, I, no, I literally have the first one. I just haven't best. watched it, and then I, you know, I just since I haven't watched it, I didn't want to start watching them. Obviously, and I makes sense. It's one. Of, it's just one yeah. of those things where now I've just never gotten around to any of them, and I've heard, you know. I don't know. I feel like I only hear negative <laughs> now for the last handful of years, especially with three and four. So it's like hard for me to even get up the nerve to yeah. like start them. Cause I do want to watch all of them just because. So it's like, well, I know two was actually a good time. Two is like what the series should have been throughout. I feel like they mm-hmm. got it right once and never yeah. could get it again. <laughs> like, uh, you're saying I should watch one and two and maybe stop. Yeah, Matt, definitely. Matt, yeah. I know what this calls for. It, is we have to put another episode on the books for all four of us to talk about <laughs> okay. all four experiences. Oh God. Oh, all four? We, have like, we have like eight episodes planned and me, James, and Andy just keep throwing them out. I'll put it on the calendar. And poor Matt's I mean, like, guys, I have I have other guests that I want to talk to, not just you guys every week. Well, and at this rate, it's going to be like 2035 before we get there because, I mean, it's been <laughs> almost a year since John Wick 4. So it's, oh, it's I'm going to get him going a little faster. I took, no, I took a break last year. Let's not forget. I took a little break in the fall. That's so true, that kind of set us back. That's but, true. Uh, you did take a, a one-day break. I t- <laughs> no, it felt that way because I kept like, popping up on podcast. Yeah. You took a break no. from your own show and then increased your amount of guest spots on other shows. Right. I had time. <laughs> I had the time. Um, and then and then he came off of hiatus oh, to release an episode or oh, to go on hiatus for a week to record three more episodes of another show. Then came back. He's like, OK, guys, I'm back. And I'm like, back from what, bro? Man, I know. Ba- I know. It's like, did you miss did you go me? Or something? Like, what happened? I literally was going to take a break. And then I found out, oh, it's the three year anniversary of the show. And then I was like, I better put an episode out. And then I was going to do one episode in October with her because we talked about it a year in advance. And I was like, I'll do one October. And then that was like a three week gap. And then I took another break and then that was on like a month it was like it really and i was on other people's shows so really yeah i wasn't it feels like i wasn't gone but so for all your listeners andy and james and myself were giving matt shit about his break his time off from the show on a daily basis so just to let everyone know we didn't let this lie Listen, Just I like felt refreshed. I came back jokes. feeling refreshed. So it did something. It did something. Right. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. We're oh, giving you crap. Just for inside jokes. From editing and, <laughs> that have... and all the other stuff that goes along with it. We yeah. got it. That makes sense. It, to to yeah, be but a like... guest and just walk away at the end of a podcast and be like, well, that's done. I, it's It really takes a lot off of like having to go back and like, you know, and you guys, which will is why I'm just scum. a co-host, man. This, I'll never this is why it's wonderful. <laughs> Does not have his own show, and he's just like, I'm cool mm-hmm. to hang out, man. Like, I, I, I have to plan the topics and edit now, doing like publish the episode. And he's like, deuces. Mm-hmm. 
Count plan me out. a topic. I think I think Mark and I send you way more topics than you need to plan. For, <laughs> yeah, poor Chris. Chris Mark and I are like weekly. Like, hey, comic books. Ooh, novels. Hey, this is out. Hey, this is out. All right, let's, <laughs> let's just let's just record every single night. And Chris is like, guys, I have a life too. I have to. It's not just a- <laughs> I really don't have a life. I just go to work in the gym, but I do like to spend what? time with my wife every now and then. <laughs> what is on your shirt? You Showing my awesome like, shirt, man. Big shovel, little China. Jack okay, Burton, no, I, what's up? Where did you get that? Oh, that's one of the rucking fotten shirts. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, me and like Patrick's like the only other person I know that really gets any of them. I think I did buy I, I need two shirts from them for the killer and hard boiled because they were awesome. That was only oh, I bought. Oh God, I want to get those so bad. Sometimes they're a little, you know, they got they get a little crazy, you know. Sometimes it's a little too much, but so I, I have to pick and choose which ones I like. And sometimes, you know, it's whatever. But, <laughs> but I mean, up, I could buy one of those, or I could go to Target and buy do like three Star Wars T-shirts, so you know where I'm going. Yeah, I know it's tough. It is. It is really like you're like I'm like okay, this is uh, an investment right here. So they're not, <laughs> That's they're what not PayPal paying for was invented. Exactly, for, <laughs> it would be a lot Truly. better. You're like, I can Truly. spare $20 right now and then pay you the rest. Oh, I know, man. I was so like, at first I was like, I wasn't sure to do that. Cause I was like, man, I don't know. I trust this little paying for thing. This has got to be, there's something to it. So and then finally what I did, I'm like, what? I've been missing out on this for so long. Like, Listen, it's great. I justify so many purchases that way. I'm like, eh, paying for it. Yeah, yeah. Probably not good in the long run. But... <laughs> Ooh, my wife is about to be very, very mad at me. I'm like, hey, we can just pay it in four. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I think Angie's already mad at you over all your hot toys. <laughs> that the Blu-rays and stuff, because yeah, becoming friends with you guys, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to up my, you know, like I got out of physical media for a while, and just we didn't have room and space. I cleaned out a ton of shit this past summer, and I made room for everything. And I was like, well, looks like I'm back. And then <laughs> my wife's like, oh, wonderful, great. I'm like, yep, and I'm back getting comics weekly too, and I'm back getting this. She's like. Oh, just Stop talking oh, to people man. online, please. <laughs> I'm sorry we're a bad influence, Andy. I'm sorry. I can't get back no, into you guys are like great paper like that. My house would be I, flooding out the I put the stuff. blame on Andy and his physical movie collection and comic books squarely on Mark's shoulders. I had yep. nothing to do with it. I want that on the record. <laughs> I I protested profusely. And then don't all worry, it took Angie's was Mark... never gonna listen to this one, so you don't have to worry about it. And then all it took was Mark going do it and then he's like well you twisted my arm yeah it's like oh okay okay i'll do it all right oh man all right well expendables four not good uh no. so, watch <laughs> not it on good. Tubi. Yeah. watch it when it hits Tubi. um james or don't. what do you got that you've watched recently <laughs> <laughs> or, don't, or, or just watch sounds all of like, them yeah sounds like a don't um uh i've I watched i've actually been doing better watch doing better as if it's like anyway doing better watching movies because you know you're supposed to do good at watching movies man no you know i've watched a bunch of movies this month and i sometimes you know you go through phases where you're not watching as many movies or whatnot but mm-hmm. uh i think i just want to talk about the best time i had i've only gone to the theater God, i don't even know maybe once in the new year oh and it was if i look through here real quick yeah uh uh that's right i've only been to the theater once this year and it was to see soul the re-release oh, yeah. of soul oh nice Pixar movie i took my uh daughter uh she's you know four and uh we oh, watched it obviously it. Yeah. yeah we watched it when, you know, when it came out COVID, blah, blah, blah. And she was real little then but she, she watched it a little bit you know but uh i enjoyed it back then and wanted to go see it and take her to go see it because you know it's a new 
Pixar movie in theater for her. Uh, so we went and she actually surprisingly sat there the whole time. Didn't move, you know, like, Hey, right there, watch the whole Love thing. It. I was like, and, and, and souls even kind of more of a, you know, a quote unquote adult Pixar yeah, movie yeah. than yeah. most, you know? So I was kind of like, not sure if she was going to be like, especially being in the theater, like she was going to sit there and just chill, <laughs> but she did. <laughs> so that was amazing. And then like, I don't know if that was helping me like kind of get into it too. I was just like, man, it was like the best, like the best time watching. Cause I've watched it a bunch, you know, in the background and stuff while here at the house, but seeing it in the theater, man, it was like really hitting me uh, real in those, you know, emotional places that I don't really always want to be hit in. It was the feels. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, and, and, you know, people say like, maybe it's a little manipulative or whatnot, but I, I am always the, the arguer of like, that's, that's fine with me. Manipulate me. You know, I, I want to feel emotions. If You know, do what you do. That's kind of your point sometimes. And, you know, there's some scenes in the movie where he's just like realizing, you know, like it's just about life. And <laughs> I like that stuff. And, you know, maybe I dropped a little tear in the theater and I'm <laughs> feeling myself. And I'm just like, yeah, part of it's just getting older and like mm-hmm. seeing the world differently. And like, you know, 20 years ago, I would have watched that movie and been like, oh, what is this nonsense? This is bull crap. You know, this touchy feeling. <laughs> I don't you know? feel and anything. Now I'm, right. And now I'm like, <laughs> like holy man. Yeah, that, I, I feel you, man. Like, this I mean, is... you would have been Tina Fey's character in the movie. You know, like when they're showing everything, she's like, meh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, this is boring, whatever. Who cares? But yeah, I was just, uh, it was a really good time. I'm, I'm glad I went. Like, and I'm glad that uh, uh, we were, I was able to explain yeah. that, that with her and I get still on my child later hey remember i was crying behind you <laughs> don't tell anyone uh, that's awesome that she sat through that whole thing she yeah man I was that's that's like that's a lot i feel like so she must have yeah. really liked it yeah um, we even wa- we had to leave uh i mean i don't know if this is this might be more about the movie than my child but we had to leave the live action little mermaid um oh. that came out you know whatever but uh so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's my child's fault or <laughs> no. the movie's fault. We won't, won't pass judgment. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was pretty awesome. Did that come out like the end of 2020? Does that sound right? Like soul? This, a soul so, like that came out like end of 2020. Um, I don't know when did it come. out? I remember out distinctly year? being at home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. And, like, <laughs> December 25th on Disney Plus. Okay, I thought it came oh, out Christmas Day. Christmas uh, Day make you cry. That was those were like when these things were like a big deal. I felt like it was like 2020. We're still in it. Uh, I don't think you saw any of us waves ashes in the background. It's like, oh yeah, I mean that's the first real full year. You know, I remember being like, oh, we're dropping, so. we're getting Pixar movies on Disney Plus. What a big deal! Mm-hmm. And I watched so I really like so I remember thinking this is kind of like heavy for a kids movie. I mean, yeah. Are kids gonna relate mm-hmm. to this about like death? And you know, it's like this is for. You know, kids are like about dying, do they? I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, you know, and it's, you know, Up was also really good, and that's sad as hell, too. That's true. Right. That's true. Right. I mean, but it's it's a good movie. I was happy there. Well, I love one of my favorite other thing, favorite things. Sorry, I cut you off, but like the, oh, yeah. the score, uh, the way it has both sides, you know, like it's got that oh, true resident yeah. control score that's yeah. amazing, but then it's also got the jazz score, you know, like for his his side of the stuff, like. And that's pretty like I want more movies to do that. I, you know, you gotta. It makes sense in this story right, though because right. they have the two worlds and stuff. But like, I think that's like awesome because I love the soul score, both sides of it, and just being able to go back and forth is pretty cool too. But yeah, sorry, nice. Can, I, I, <laughs> I was, was I was happy they re-released it, although I don't think it did that well. But it's been on Disney Plus for like three years. Yeah. So. You know, yeah. but I just wanted you, to go see it in the theater. Yeah, with the kid, you know, you I, got a good experience, so it was all worth exactly. it. Exactly, <laughs> so. and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm glad I went because 
you know, it was the most that impacted me out of any of the times. And I was just talking about this recently. I think sometimes going to the theater, you know, it might be just seeing it big and like even just the atmosphere. Like sometimes it sometimes it matters. Not always, but especially to kids, they say like, oh, kids don't like going to the theater. They watch on their iPad. But I feel like something like the signifier of like the lights going down. I feel like that's still a signifier of like, hey, pay attention. Eyes on the screen. Like Mm -hmm. you're in a classroom or anywhere. It's like the lights go down. It's like focus up. So I feel like there's something to being in a theater and get popcorn and lights go down, the sound and the big screen. So I think it still has a lot of, you know, merit to take a right. kid to go see that. Right. So Exactly. And not every experience is going to be great. Right. Right. Sure. Right. But you know, when it is, it is. And you know, I'm still willing to take that chance, you know, for yeah. what I got. <laughs> I've, only, oh, yeah. I've only seen the beekeeper so far this year, but that was <laughs> reason to go to the cinema. That was <laughs> like, I haven't, I haven't went to the theater all year yet. I just haven't had time. Has anybody else seen either. the beekeeper was, except me? I did. Remember? Oh, you did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> did you not yeah. like as much as I did? <laughs> Andy, Andy oh, no, like I think the I liked it as much. Yeah. I'm okay, like, the, well, yeah. Cause like, yeah. Cause I have that, you know, pass to go to our theater. It's just, it's, you know, timing wise, we were gone and everything else. But, um, no, James, you make a, you bring up a good point. There is something about when you can take your kids to the movies. Like I have older kids now and they don't, you know, when they're home, I try to get them to watch something and it's like, they'll watch it for 20 minutes and then they're like looking at their phone or doing stuff. But like when you go to the theater, like the phones stay down and they're just kind of zoned in. And I remember the first movie my oldest sat through in the theater was the CGI turtles movie. We went and saw that. And I remember the whole time he's sitting there and he's glued to the screen. And that one will be etched into my mind forever. Cause I was like, this is the time I got, a movie buddy finally that I've raised my own <laughs> and I'm like, yes, he sits and watches movies. He doesn't want to get up and get this or just be this and that. And it, it, it's, it's really right. awesome. Once that hits, cause then you're like, Oh, cool. Now I know when we go they're into it, you're into it. And you watch, I watched him more than I watched the movie. I think just him like cheering and happy. And I was like, that movie is, is never going to be nothing but awesome when I watch it at mm. home now. Cause it always takes me back to that. So totally. Right. We get that extra extra connection that you know like a, a little, an extra nostalgia hit that happens whenever we are like oh this reminds me now of this moment i had with my kid or whatever but, oh. yeah now they don't want to go because they're like oh great dad <laughs> yeah. gonna, dad's 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 gonna get all crying and emotional because there's <laughs> some sort of father and son moment like i told you guys avatar 2 my my, my, my oldest looks over he goes are you all right i'm like i'll be fine just give me a minute, give me a minute. <laughs> i'll be fine just a minute <laughs> I, mean, I, I tell my wife all the time. I'm like, I'm, I'm apologize. Like, I tell my wife all the time. I'm so sorry. Like, I've just become so sensitive in my old age. I'm like, man, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm sorry. Like, it commercials. I even tear up. She's like, she's like what's happened? wrong with you? I was like, I was like, where's your soul? Where's your heart? <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, it definitely happens because I feel like I didn't yeah. cry to like anything me for either. a long time, and now yeah, it's like, cry, I'd be like, nah. Well, I watch I'm like a Chevy truck heart. commercial, and I'm about to start weeping because it's like, oh god, it's like she died. Like, there's like Chevy commercial oh no the okay, movies matt, where it's sorry. like those like, i hate those matt i know what commercials oh, no, you're I, talking about i, I kind of hate them too, too far about they go too far manipulative that yeah like, that's what no don't do that that whole commercial <laughs> is like based on i'm just gonna try to rip your heart and so no that's too much they need to be mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's like, like the, the dog ones or whatever yeah. it does feel worse uh-huh. when they're trying to sell you something 
Like, if yes. it's a movie, it's like a telling a story, but a commercial trying to manipulate you feels kind of gross, or it's like, yeah. like, don't make me cry to go buy a Chevy. What do we do? Yeah, there's been a few of those, and I'm like, what? This is the strangest campaign ever, but... Yeah. It's always whatever. like someone has dementia, and then like, yeah, then they go take him for a ride in the Chevy, and then it's, it's like... It's like the notebook, oh. but in a little Chevy commercial. I don't know. It's crazy. Get out of your Chevy. Too much. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Well, anyway, Soul, just... Soul's good. I don't know. Soul, you know, yeah. people hate Disney and Pixar for some, you know whatever, but movies are still good to me. I like them. No, no, I'm a Disney fanatic over here. Yes, yeah, the executives are awful, but dude, that Disney right. magic is something that I tweet about all the time. Where it's yeah. like, like, I especially too, we all do. Works, think so, like, dude, especially in their animated work, sometimes it just it just hits, and you're like, man, they really do. They have that special sauce. You know, they really do. Yeah. Yeah. Do. I'm going Disney World in February. I'm very excited. So oh, we've, been, like, we've already decade. told you to go to Galaxy's Edge and buy a lightsaber, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and rub I'm it in my, my face that I still haven't been able to go yet. The biggest Star Wars fan, you know, next we're to going, Chris hasn't I'm gone. going with a group. It's like my girlfriend and like some of her family. We're trying to vote because we only have like two days in the parks. So we can we can buy a park hopper, but that's expensive. Andy, but... Andy, Andy. Oh, to <laughs> me, all that sounds like two, is oh, two days in Galaxy's Edge, dude. Is that what you're hearing? Because that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Matt, we'll see. Like, I'm almost Matt, thinking, how can, can we make yeah. this work, Chris? When yeah. I come visit you in August, how can how can I how can I swing it? <laughs> well, I literally did that when we went uh, last time. We went a handful of years ago, and it was kind of right after Pandora. It, it was before COVID, so it was probably like 2019. We went to Disney World as our big family, me and my wife's or my wife's family. Um, and like they all just you know we went to like Animal Kingdom one day and they all decided to leave and we hadn't gone to Pandora yet and I'm like I gotta go ride you know fly the Navi right. I gotta do this stuff I'm not <laughs> going back so they all left you know because they were like tired because Animal Kingdom you know if you go in the morning it's like hot and it's like we went in the summer it's a million degrees you're sweating to death like everyone tired kids but I was like I gotta go I went off by myself <laughs> got in line <laughs> waited for like five hours to freaking do that thing so maybe you might have to think about. <laughs> Possibly since Matt time. Yeah. So <laughs> last time because it's <laughs> worth done. it. So last time that Ashley and I went was actually on our honeymoon, which is God a year and a half ago now. And we planned it out on the first day where we're like, we're gonna do the whole park until a little while before um our fast pass on Rise of the Resistance. Because we knew as Ashley knows me well enough, as soon as we stroll in, I'm not leaving a black spire until they close the park. Like I am there for the, like, as soon as we walk through that archway, I no, the rest of the park does not exist. I am in my element. I'm with my people. <laughs> Let me be. And sure as shit. We, we ended up leaving it like after 10 o'clock. I was in there for like over five hours. It was amazing. Wow. It wow. sounds really great. Super happy for you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Just kidding. We literally have a star Wars show together. <laughs> jackass. I'm just mad that you guys that I haven't gone yeah. yet. That's all. I'm taking out on you. You're just jealous. I, I love you so much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm stopped. Stop. Well, I know I'm when stopping. we went, they hadn't, you know, none of that. Like they had started all right, all the Star Wars stuff. So like half of it was mm -hmm. done and a lot of the stuff was up, but Galaxy's Edge wasn't completely finished. And like they didn't have that ride uh, and all that stuff. But I did get to get like some pictures of like BB 8 and some of that other stuff. But and they had the gift tour, but it wasn't, it was only like half done. So it's kind of. Oh no, I'm worried to let you guys down because I feel like I may not make it to. Hollywood Studios, Galaxy. I, you're not, I don't you're know. You're not letting us down. You're letting yourself Yeah, you, down. yeah right. I was going to say. <laughs> okay, we're fine. 
I feel like I'm like yeah. you guys down, but it's fine. We'll see. I don't know yet. You we'll see. Be. We'll see. The, it's so expensive. Another thing. It's like I like right. Disney, but goddamn, they are gouging people for these tickets. Like but my friend just so told close. me he found. I guess his dad had bought him and his wife as like a wedding gift. They but he bought them Disney tickets at like somehow. I guess they don't expire. That you can use them whenever. They were like park hopper, like tickets, and they were sixty two dollars in just ten years ago, and now like two hundred sixty dollars. In 10 years, they've gone up. My, so <laughs> one of our wedding gifts that we got was from Ashley's mom, who got us a three-day and hopper pass in 2022. That's the only way that we could afford to go. Because if we had to pay for the tickets and like food and everything, oh, yeah, yeah. no way. No oh, way. Oh, yeah. And we wouldn't have gone if it wasn't and, my family. Like, we and paid I for our flights and stuff. An absorbent amount of money on a custom lightsaber. <laughs> right. It was still say, one of I the best experiences of food and stuff. I was like, I know what the stuff is. The stuff is on a lightsaber, <laughs> damn it. Shut up, Andy. Quote, unquote. Shut up, Andy. We, we saw the pictures, Chris. We all know you built the lightsaber. Hey, he saved up all his lunch money, and he was like, this is what I'm buying. Is a lightsaber. I had my allowance <laughs> saved for <laughs> a year, paying for knowing that I was going to buy a lightsaber. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I, listen, you had to do it. You had to do it. Um, you had to. Uh, James, anything else? Or just, just Soul? You want to talk about? I mean, no, I, I'll only say the one. I've watched a bunch of other stuff, but no. no. Soul I only had one, was the too. one that was the most the, important. Yeah. To I, I have yeah. had no time to watch stuff. I'm just like for podcasts, but uh, I watched a, a big one, a Stanley Kubrick I'd never seen, Barry Lyndon. They posted about people. Were very, it's really good. It's really, really good. <laughs> Uh, such hold on, a hold on. Matt, 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 Matt. Yeah, you know how good it is, guys. It's four point five. Four point five. Right. Listen, called it. Jaws, Mary Linden, Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> all four point five. <laughs> rocking it, really? Because I've got, so I've got Scott Pilgrim at five stars. <laughs> I got Scott Pilgrim six out of five, baby. <laughs> James, like, I'm breaking the rating. I'm breaking the rating. System. I swear, if Matt ever starts on merchandise, oh, the first shirt that he has to make is 4.5 4. 5 stars. 5. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get a five-star rating out of me unless I... You know, because, because, oh, this joke has literally went to other podcasts. This when Matt's it, not it there... on other podcasts. It, dude, when Matt's not there, it has gone to shows it. where yeah. we talk about Matt and bring up the 4.5, and he's not even there to defend himself. Yeah, so I just listen and shake my head and go, God damn it. Why didn't I just say Jaws is a five star movie? Well, <laughs> Think of me and Daniel were just so surprised, you know. It was just like, huh. <laughs> well, I guess that we had just never known that Jaws wasn't perfect to somebody or a five star movie. At least maybe five stars isn't perfect to somebody. I don't know, but whatever. I gotta well, call Carmelita because I think she also gave a 4.5 stars oh. trying to back me up. And never yeah, you've, you've got some people backing you up, but you know, we don't care. They're all on the, the note, you know, we got them all on check. <laughs> Oh, uh, so yeah, Barry Lyndon, Jaws, Scott Pilgrim, all equal in my eyes, apparently, uh, on the same scale. Very that's movies. how star ratings work. That's how they work. <laughs> They're all on the same level. Um, I'm kind of mad that my whole life, I don't. When I was younger, I felt like Barry Lyndon was talked about as like one of the lesser Kubricks, or one of the. It was very boring. It was talked about as like, oh, it's that boring, stuffy three hour long it's i don't think it was boring i was like engaged the whole time which trust me i can get bored very quickly like i i have a problem at home when i'm like picking up my phone on stuff and looking at things but um i was really i really enjoyed it it's funnier than i thought it would be uh it's it just keeps your attention ryan o'neill oh people crapped on his performance the whole time but i feel like i feel like kubrick knew what he was doing (laughs) that performance like 
uh, because he's just kind of supposed to be kind of a, I don't want to say loser, but he's kind of like this guy that kind of almost like lucks into things. And, you know, it's not like he's super special. He just kind of happens to be this guy who just kind of wanders into things. Um, and he's kind of like just a dope. I don't know, <laughs> but, but it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful, it's ridiculous how beautiful that movie is. Like I I'm like, did they time travel back to shoot this? Like, you know, it's, I'm like, how do they pull this off? Cause I don't really like usually like period costume drama, type things either but i i thought it was great i it's i don't know where i'd rank it amongst my kubrick movies but i really really enjoyed it Hmm? i'm just kidding i'm just kidding (laughs) i swear james has your letterbox like at the ready all times you've got it pulled up yeah (laughs) like he always has an eye on it Um, okay you got that above it i'm just kidding Oh, oh boy! I can't even. I, you should go through my five stars. <laughs> just, <and> just, <laughs> just give me a hard time because there's some stuff you would find egregious, probably. That's five stars. Oh, well, geez. I mean, I be did one of our pretty hard ones. that one yeah. time. You know, like uh, oh, that's true. The very beginning, I pulled up your. I took screenshots of all your five star <laughs> movies that were above Jaws. Oh, that's right. Oh them. man, <laughs> the harassment I deal with on a daily basis. Like, just... What's this? What is this? All Walker's running scared. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> so, trying to think what other yeah, I, I, I think like you had beer. both Suspiria's on there I remember which is, you know, <laughs> Suspiria this, the remake is too high I would bring that down I'd bring that down this maybe, is a perfect maybe. future Wolfpack episode where we just go through mass letterbox <laughs> yes. and just rip into them over also yeah, what's funny is good. like is like uh, for people listening this is what our text message are about on, exactly. on a daily oh. basis like this like the same vibe but just in audio form unless oh james sends his voice messages which always fucking make me laugh oh my yeah. god i love it it just almost sounds like he's recording like, them like in secret like he's like yeah. i know he like hey. sends it and i'll click on be like yo that's the only time hey, i do a voice is whenever he's do doing no he's doing the eddie redmayne from jupiter sending he's like hey guys so i'm gonna, I'm gonna do this it's like he's like he's like a super soft talker it's like a character from seinfeld out of nowhere <laughs> oh man well i, I want to talk about barry linden or we just so. yeah so barry linden's good yeah barry linden's good. Barry good i haven't seen him forever so i, I haven't either i haven't either I, like I'll be honest, I haven't watched any Kubrick and probably like God since Eyes Wide Shut was in the theater. It was probably like the last time I sat down with a Kubrick oh, movie. Yeah, I don't rewatch his stuff very often, but when I do, I'm like, oh yeah, he's good. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think Barrington, I watched because I used to have that Warner Brothers box set that was the Snapper Cases, the white one. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, mm-hmm. On DVD, and I watched them all then because that was when I just kind of watched all those, and then. uh I don't think I've watched it since then, honestly. So that's that's I don't know, fifteen years at least, probably. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've rewatched a handful Linden. more because <laughs> I bought another set of his on Blu-ray. You know, I've, I've watched a few of them, and I've watched two thousand one a few times because I got the four K and whatnot. But Barry Lyndon's one I haven't revisited. Ooh, ooh, that would be a good four K. It is a very good four K. I might definitely worth an upgrade. Looks amazing. Obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess we can talk about Scott Pilgrim versus the world now. Uh, let's, do it. let's just get into it. Uh, the main yeah. event here, a movie I thought was as good as Barry Lyndon. Anyway, uh, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Damn. They're equal. Uh, and 2001, apparently. 
Hell yeah. I can't. That's a okay. Close Matt's letterbox. 2001 is a perfect example of a movie that, like, I think is so well made, will never get five stars from me because it's just not a fun favorite I want to ever really rewatch. Like, you know, great example, four and a half star out of five. It's like, you're not going to get five because I don't love you that much. It's like, <laughs> there's a little distance there from uh, that, but I recognize Listen, how good man, it is. Exactly. I understand everything <laughs> you're saying. And this is why I can't do it, Matt. Like, I just, because I can't, I struggle with it so much in my mind. I'm like, Oh, well, technically, this is amazing. I understand. Look at the craft behind this. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I'm just not into it. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Still give it a five? Because I know that it is amazing, even though I no, don't you give it a four feel the amazingness. <laughs> right? Give it a four and a half. Like, it's just weird, man. I, it's I don't know. Hard. It feels right to me. It feels fine. I it, Listen, you're going to find you're going to have fun rating stuff. You should go for it. <laughs> just start rating everything. <laughs> oh. I rated a few recently, remember, but with words. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a good. Was like, Whoa, what is this? With, with words, <laughs> that's like reviews, but like one word reviews, basically. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. maybe I should awesome. start doing that. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have like a perfect scale, great, pretty good, good, all right. Yeah. Or what, wait, no. Uh, uh, didn't hate. Wasn't great. How about that? Is that a good? That's too many words, but you know, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. It works. Uh, okay, who wants to start on Scott Pilgrim? Who wants to jump in and just kick us off talking about Scott Pilgrim? I mean, <laughs> I don't nobody know. Well, where, where do you even like want to start? Uh, start here. I, I mean, oh, are you playing something that we can't hear? Probably. <laughs> God, the James, James just played some music nobody could hear, but his head was bopping back and forth. Oh, um, it was uh, it was that Universal video game I, thing. Did, okay, so. I will start with this. So this movie famously did not do too great in the theater. Did unfortunately, not. very unfortunate. Um, did Quote everybody unquote, bomb? I know. Yeah. Did everybody see it in the theater? I actually, I no, it. no, because, but I, I, I have, a, I have an excuse. In 2010, when it was released, I was in Korea. That's a very good excuse, Chris. No, 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 that's not an excuse. I, I heard say, it played great excuse. in Korea. <laughs> so so remember that this was one of those movies that everyone at comic-con thought was going to be a massive hit like 300 and yeah. then it came out and no one watched it in the theater um i was since then like i was able to see it when it came it came to our cheapy theater on base way afterwards so i was able to see it in the theater but i didn't have to pay for it oh um <laughs> oh because there was a theater on like like on base that would provide like newer movies it's where like i saw you know the m nice Shyamalan avatar the last airbender movie and was like oh i'm glad i didn't pay for this like this is not good um but i saw scott pilgrim absolutely loved it i loved it so much that i actually got on amazon and i ordered all of the graphic novels um or not all, you know, but like the first couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was shocked of how spot on an, an adaptation it actually is. Like it hits a lot of the major beats. All the characters are cast absolutely perfect. And like when I tweeted about it on Letterboxd, I don't think that there is a director or more suited for the material than Edgar Wright is with Scott Pilgrim. His editing style and his oh, flashiness and his use of effects fits this like a glove like there isn't anyone else i think who 
or would have been able to give us oh, this adaptation of, other than Edgar Wright, in my opinion. I don't know oh, how you guys feel. And then the fact that it's just it it's achieved such a cult status that in, like in COVID they did oh, they did oh the live read for it and literally every actor came back because they all had such a blast on set and then you like you know you see interviews with a chris evans where he was like after i was like wrapped i offered to stick around because i just had so much fun with these people and you could tell like this oh this movie just has so much energy to it yeah oh, I, yeah. I, I agree I, I do agree with you uh, i i think it's uh edgar wright is the perfect person to do it it fits perfectly it, it's my favorite movie of his i'll just go ahead and say that right now um Ah, same. Like I think I said same. today. Like yeah, whenever I watch it, like I don't. I, we are, we always say like I always forget how good things are. You know, blah, 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 whatever. Like, and I I really do. I guess because when I was watching it today, you know, I was just like, and I've watched it a handful of times over the year. But like every time I rewatch it, I'm just like so in love with it. You know, I just want to rewatch it immediately. So I throw it right back on. I'm rewinding scenes. Like it took me all day to watch the movie because I was just <laughs> not just because I was posting clips, but also just because I kept watching scenes over and over. You know, I was like, I don't want it to end. Like they're all like so perfect. Like you said, like I don't know. Everyone is so good and matches their role so perfectly. And I, I too just read right before we record. Like in the last couple of weeks, I read all the the graphic novels for the first time because my my older daughter had them on has had them all. And I just never read them, so I was like, "I'm gonna read them all, see you know, see what's up." And I agree, this is like one of the best adaptations, in my opinion, too, because it condenses it in a perfect way. Like, there's you know, there's some extra stuff in the graphic novels, but this is the best possible way you could have, in my mind, adapted all of it and taken out a couple things here and there. But it doesn't like hurt it in any way. Like, you're not losing anything from what they took out because there's some side like yeah. other girlfriends and stuff, you know, of Scotts and like whatnot, but it's perfect like even rearranging some of the timeline and whatnot it, it's just fine it's all great like i can't think of a better way that it could have been done I, I, it's per, it, um, this this is perfect to me to me it's perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. i i understand five out of five six out of five <laughs> <laughs> making a new letterbox uh rating yeah, scale, six out of five. uh andy what about you it's like your history oh yeah this, I, I guess yeah yeah my history i saw it in the theater i remember you know edgar wright's name attached to it so i was like sweet i'm gonna see this i had never read the you know the books prior to that um was always just kind of a superhero guy when i went to the shop and that was also at a time when i stopped doing kind of monthly or weekly books so i wasn't in the comic shop as often and i was kind of focusing on other stuff so um but i saw the trailer and i was like oh the guy they gave me you know uh you know Shaun of the dead Hot fuzz, you know all these things so i'm like i gotta see this and man, when I went and when that, like you said, when that opening universal theme hits, I was just like, okay, I know this is right. That this is made for me. And then it, the, it, it starts with, you know, just characters giving each other shit and it's great. And Kim is like hilarious from the very get go. She's just so deadpan and perfect when she's like, oh, Scott Pilgrim's got a new girlfriend. Great. Why don't you kill yourself? And it's just <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> but then when they start and they start singing and it's not only that, but you see, the visual flourishes that Edgar Wright adds to it, like the chords that they're playing and like the microphone, you know, it's literally a comic book come to life. And it's like the perfect melding of comic and live action and what you can do with live action that you can also then make even better when you add the comic kind of graphic novel 
esque thing. Like when he, you know, I mean, later we'll get to it when he's hit, when he's mad that he's lost, you know, uh, uh, Ramona and he's hitting his head on the post and it just goes dump, dump. And it's spelling out what I'm like, that's a comic book. I've, I've seen that a thousand <laughs> times without it being moving. And it's just as awesome moving as it is a still image. And it's great. So yeah, and it's I was also, in from the bag. And it's also in a way like uh, the perfect uh, mixture of comic book and video Anime. game. Yeah. And video game. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, after that awesome like and universal bit where it like it sounds like it's an 8-bit video game it literally does of oh, the legend of zelda music and pans down and that's not the only instance of legend of zelda when he goes in when he goes out oh, to take a leak it's oh the fairy theme off of legend of zelda like there there are so many influences that the author put in the graphic novel that edgar wright he doesn't just ignore he puts out there for everyone to see like no this is what this is this is a wild over-the-top action movie but it's also a comic book it's a relationship drama it's a comedy and it's a video game and we're going to put all these elements that shouldn't work together in a blender and throw it on screen audiences aren't going to appreciate it at the time but now you know like we said it's become a cult classic oh Oh, so much so that they did a sequel as an animated show and got every cast member to come back. And they're all mega stars now. Like almost every single one of them is this huge celebrity and actor or actress. And they're all like, yeah, I'll come back for a cartoon of this. Yeah, of course. That's, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Them all coming back for the animated series says a lot because uh, I feel like Chris Evans, Brie Larson, those two especially are so much more famous than they were in 2010 uh, after all the Marvel stuff. And I mean, just every, Anna Kendrick is always busy doing something like who's been uh, up for an Oscar as has Brie Larson, like, <laughs> like uh, Brie Larson. Yeah. Oscar Academy Award winner Brie Larson. Like, and to, it must mean something to all of them because they like, got everybody back. And like sometimes, you know, you could record lines from here or there or whatever, but like a lot of times it feels like they try to do these kind of things. And like somebody always holds out or what, you know, someone always hasn't come back. But somehow they got literally everybody. I could not believe it. Like, and um, so yeah, that must just speak to how much they love Edgar Wright and how much they love doing the movie and the material. And man, I'm still baffled. Like, I, I guess like start off with this. Like when I saw it, because I remember being like, "Well, this looks cool." Like seeing the trailers, but I didn't really know what to expect. I hadn't read the graphic novels. Um, and uh, I went in and saw it, and I was like blown away because I was like, "This is one of the most unique." movies i've seen like there is nothing and still there's been nothing quite like how they did scott pilgrim and it, it it's a mix of you guys are like video games live action animated and comic books and somehow he melds them all uh together <laughs> what has james sent us <laughs> the group. oh sorry was... it's okay <laughs> i'll talk about it too but... okay it's okay <laughs> i just I, I saw chris's face i had to look yeah. like, what he send us um it's this mix of all of those things. And I, I remember too, I was like, man, I've seen so many movies try to uh, capture like video game culture or references. And it kind of feels like lame or like they don't understand it. But I was like, yep. Scott Pilgrim understands the references they're putting into the movie. It's not like just tossed in there for just like effect or, you know, like just some, you know, except they got it. So I'm just being like, wow. And then I felt so bad when the movie bombed because I remember going and telling people there's this really cool movie called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. You've got to see it. 
and it didn't do very well. And it's like the ultimate kind of like, I feel like cult movies usually come up when like they, they don't know how to like market it. Cause it's so many different things. Like you just said, Chris, like it's relationship drama. It's an action movie. It's, it almost feels like a live action animated or comic book thing. It's got all these, it's comedy, obviously. Um, I feel like they probably know how to market it properly. I, and I think there, you know, one thing, there may have been like some Michael Sarah fatigue and he's the lead of the movie because <laughs> I was trying to think back. I was like, I think in 2010, there was a little bit of like, I think people were a little he tired. He was in everything at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little tired of his shtick. Uh, but he's perfect to play Scott. <laughs> like It's like- Absolutely perfect. You're tired of Michael Sarah. It's like, well, he's perfect for this. And like, kind of like, it's funny, I was talking about Barry Lyndon, kind of a character who's like, kind of a dope in a way <laughs> like like i like almost Scott, kind of he, a jerk he fucks up a lot he's kind of a jerk like, yeah um, he's incredibly he's dating a high schooler which ever, I, I forgot like how dick. much that scott <laughs> pilgrim is dating a high schooler it's like not cool and i forgot how everybody in the movie is like not cool scott you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> like and it's kind of makes him like a loser you know where it's like he can a high school girl thinks he's cool and he's like 22 23 right it's like because he's kind of a loser otherwise so yeah um, yeah and that's the thing is like is when you watch the movie and like and read the graphic novel and watch the cartoon scott's a shitbag he is <laughs> oh he is a oh, 22 years old he's sharing a bed with his roommate where he doesn't pay rent doesn't own any of his own shit he's unemployed and dating a high schooler yeah. And he doesn't yeah. see anything wrong with that. He's a, a little self-absorbed, we'll say. You yes. know what I mean? And then he meets this girl in his dreams, doesn't tell his current girlfriend about it, and ends up almost sleeping with this woman. And you're like, dude, you're you're yeah. oh, you're a shitbag. You know what I mean? It was yeah. funny is uh, speaking of that, I, I'm gonna jump way ahead though, you know, to the end, whenever uh he's talking to uh them. And at the end, and Gideon's Club or whatever, and I, I, it's one of those things where, like, oh, I, you know, I never even really thought of it like that. I mean, seeing the movie, I had, but whenever he's talking about, you know, they're talking about him. She's like, he's like, well, I only cheated on you, and she's like, no, you cheated on both of us, you know, like, because sure, you're <laughs> yeah. dating this girl, but and you start cheating on this girl with that girl, you're technically cheating on that girl with her too, because now you start dating here. So you're like, yes, you're double cheating, you know. And I just never even really kind of thought of that, even like, like, and I was like, yeah, that, that's double. You're a double dickhead right there. I mean, like, you know, like you don't even realize it because he just thinks it's, oh, no, it's just you. Not that that makes it any better, right? But it's like, no, you're even worse than you realize, you know. Right. Because <laughs> he's yeah. still trying to like, justify that point, I think, too. He's like, yeah. only one of you is being cheated. Like, no, you probably Right, only one of you. Like, mm -hmm. But then at the same time, he's not as bad as the League of Evil Exes, where they're literally trying to uh, control this woman's oh, right. oh, yeah. a love life. And Graves has implanted a microchip into the back of her neck. Oh, upside down Triforce. So, <laughs> so it's like oh. all these characters outside of Knives are kind of not good people in, in a way. Like Knives is awesome because she's just so innocent. But like, even, like I know even I, Wallace, I, even Wallace, who's one of my favorite characters in the movie, has a boyfriend. It is established at the start of the movie <laughs> that he has a boyfriend, and yet. Slowly, just keeps adding a dude to his bed as the movie. Imagine that taking them oh, from yeah. other people in the movie as well. Like, yeah. like when yeah, it's not the first time people. he's done oh. it. Your boyfriends are, are you? Sorry, oh, well, you again, your gay friends do it, and she's like, "What?" And he's like making out with, you know, Scott's sister's boyfriend, and it's like, yeah, he, and also the fact that he, they're all 
they equally call Scott out on his ship, but they also enable him left and right. Mm-hmm. So it's like the weirdest thing. And maybe that might be why the movie didn't do so well, because Michael Sarah, it, it's not a very likable character until the end. And maybe we weren't ready for that kind of self introspection way back then. Because really, the whole movie is that last bit when he finally he says, what power he says and he's like, self respect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it boils down to that and then him having to be like, no, I cheated on you and I cheated on you because I was a jerk. And then he finally learns and stuff like that, which it really has a great, feel like I uh, a great something. culmination. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, it's just so insanely quotable, like from the start and the music is great and the action is actually really, really, really good. I mean, mm-hmm. Brad Allen, you know. R.I.P. Oh, gave yeah, us yeah. some amazing stuff in this, mm-hmm. and there's like, and there's hilarious characters, and like, I mean, Superman, Brandon Roth, you know, shows <laughs> yeah. up, and I remember seeing that for the first time. I was like, wait, what? Superman's in this? And then it's like, oh wait, this is this is a perfect character for him. It's amazing, and he plays it off so well. Like, there and the cast. I mean, give Edgar Wright credit because, like we said, everybody has gone on to do huge 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 things and they were popular when this movie came out but they weren't huge like they are now like they weren't oscar contenders they weren't starring in marvel franchises (laughs) making a billion dollars and all this stuff like he kind of said no you guys have it yeah go make this movie it's weird to think that like michael Sarah is the most famous one in the movie when now he's like probably the least famous quote unquote now right but he's still famous because everyone knows michael Sarah. but like he doesn't do as much i guess anymore but yeah, like Matt, you were saying, you know, that we were kind of overloaded with him. And I was looking it up, you know, and I was like, Superbad, Juno, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, you know, like oh, yeah. Year One, Youth and Revolt. All those were right in a three year period before Scott Pilgrim. So uh, you're right. It was. And they were starting but, to like kind of tank. Like Year One didn't do well. Right. Youth and Revolt he didn't is, do well. like, yeah. you also said, like, he's he plays him. There's no one else. I can't imagine anyone else. Like, this is nope. like the role he was born to play. Like, he plays him so good. Like, that is exactly. I can't imagine anyone else doing it. Like it's so perfect. Like it's insane. And also, so, like this is his his role. Like Andy and I, do we talk about this? Where like he put in the work. Or, like you could tell, there's a lot of times in those fight scenes where it's not oh, a yeah. stunt double. It yes. is Michael, I... and, and the whole cast <laughs> yeah. is like that too. Like everybody obviously trained, and even when it gets like super off the wall, do work. A Brandon Routh is floating because of vegan edge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, it's it 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 still has that energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like in the fight with um um a Lucas Lee and like all like all the stunt doubles, it's Michael Sarah. Often right. you know, like you see it, like there's no like oh quick cuts, like he's doing the blocks and all that kind of stuff, and that really I think helps sell the movie and the fact that. It's just so fucking weird, but it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 just, uh, I, 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 sorry, go ahead, man. It's this weird amalgamation of things that like almost shouldn't work, but somehow it comes together perfectly. I do think Edgar Wright's like the only guy that can pull this off the way that it was pulled off. Like I don't think anybody else would have put all these touches and flourishes mm-hmm. in there. And I'm glad yeah. you brought the Michael Sarah fighting because I was watching today. I'm like, man, you see Michael Sarah's face a lot in these fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, so he has to be doing a lot of this stuff. And he's no Scott Atkins, don't get me wrong, but he's he's like holding his own. Like I was surprised how well he's doing these fight scenes because I'm like, mm-hmm. it's Michael Sarah. It's not like you think of him doing action. So, but I'm like, they show his face a lot, so he had to do a lot of the stuff. So um I was just I think of that. I never really thought about that before, but I he's like, you really do see him doing a lot of the stuff in the fight scenes, which I thought was pretty impressive. And I forgot it was Brad Allen, who I know I think yeah. worked with Better Pride a couple times because I 
mm-hmm. pretty sure he wrote like a maybe I remember this one time, but he wrote like a really nice thing when Brad Allen passed away. I feel like so. It, yeah, because I think he did the fights in at World's End, right? Yeah, I was going to say the World's End. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah, so. World's yeah, End. yeah, yeah. So just he does a good job. The, the action is really good. I just yeah, yeah. I think it was I don't remember what Universal did, but I feel like it was probably too hard for them to sell this movie like to the general public because it's very like it's nerdy and you know it was a like, comic-con movie like i said like it tested yeah. so well at comic-con oh that they thought they had a, a 300 on their hands when in all actuality oh those hall h movies outside of marvel didn't always blow up oh, like the studio wanted and edgar wright was at the time not an unknown director but he had done a lot smaller stuff but i think mm-hmm. that universal was smart in hiring him because like all the video game stuff, he was already, he was doing a lot of that in Hot Fuzz um, and Shaun of the Dead, but he was really doing it before that spaced. Mm-hmm. It was a TV show that he did, you know, like in the UK, that is heavily influenced by video games. In fact, they even have an episode that's basically a spoof of Resident Evil, which they used to uh, launch off into Shaun of the Dead. So like all yeah. the video game stuff that's mm-hmm. in the graphic novel some studio exec was like, oh, we should get Edgar Wright for this. And it totally works. And then oh, to go right. oh, to the cast, you have a cast who's 100% in on the joke and the bit. There is not one cast member who you feel is off. Like every cast member is in. Oh, starting with like, oh, Stephen Stills. Guys, I need you oh, to put aside all your differences. Oh, Oh, for the band, for the band, oh, for the band, <laughs> for the band, like everybody is young and Neil oh, doing young knives ass. And she goes, she goes, oh, she goes, oh, what are you playing? He goes, um, oh, Zelda. It's a tough question. Oh, that's a tough, question. <laughs> oh, that's a tough question. I know. I was like, like, oh, you're like, that's like, who is this guy? Whenever we're you know like, I mean? thinking about movies and, you know, like your favorites, mm-hmm. you're like, it's impossible. But then, <laughs> like, but yeah. also that he misunderstands the question, too. But, like, it's like, yeah, it's like Kieran, <laughs> oh, Kieran Culkin is Wallace, I think, is one of the most spot on castings for an actor in a role, like, ever. He is so good, so quotable, but then it just keeps going. And by the time you're at Chris Evans, who's only, what, oh, the second Evil X? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're like, I could watch this movie forever. And Chris Evans is so in on the joke from the second he comes on screen and does that head tilt to the universal sound. Yeah, he oh, cracks yeah. his neck with a dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Action. Listen, Fucking... I had a time limit on videos, man. I would have got it all in there if I could, but I know. So... <laughs> So good. And, and it just, it continues that way through the entire movie, I think. And then it continues in the animated series, which is somehow able to be a sequel and a remake at the same time, but fleshing out every single character along the way and giving them even more to do. It's like, I love this fucking franchise. And it's a yeah. franchise at this point. I was going to say, there, there's a funny thing, because you know how, well, are we allowed to like spoil the show? Yeah, we're going to spoil the show. Hey, if y'all don't want to hear about the show. Yes. <laughs> yeah so i was too, gonna be like kind of coy about the show and be like oh like because i was gonna say oh just from, real quick i was gonna say like the way they sold the show i thought was like hey we're redoing it's an adaptation movie. yeah we're redoing the movie as an animated series gotta be back i'm like well that okay that's cool you're that's back. what's the did. point but they didn't yeah. do that right. and i was very 
it, it's like, like its own it's own they really yeah completely yeah, different yeah, from everything that came before yeah well, much more interesting. there's a there's a small moment i won't i guess i won't say much but there's a small moment of because you know in the i guess that's the first episode of the series where it, it ends and you're like oh so this is going to be like mm-hmm. this but and that happens in the, the, sh- in the book too but only in like a little small thing that happens to him and then if y'all know what I'm talking about, see, this is tough. To <laughs> I mean, we can pop it also could say a spoiler and somebody jump ahead a minute or so, like whatever they want to do. <laughs> yeah, it gives it away in the title of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true, like, true, but... <laughs> and we were all surprised by it, but then watching it again, you're like, huh, they literally spoiled it in the title of the show. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> also, hey, the Lucas Lee stuff in the the new cartoon, this animated show, that's some of my favorite stuff, honestly, is the Lucas Lee stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Everything with Chris Evans, <laughs> good. Like that. Yeah. Dude, he just really like that. Did grind that rail? <laughs> <laughs> the oh, there. To go back to the movie briefly, and it's all centered around Michael Sarah's delivery, because, like you said, James, nobody else could play. I, I can't envision anybody else in that role because when he literally turns to him he's like you're a pretty good actor and he goes yeah i'm going for the oscar, going for the oscar this year and he's like he's like and you're you're a pretty good skater yeah i've got my own skate company and then he's like can you do a thingy on that rail and then he goes you need a grind and he's like yeah can you do a grindy thingy on that? And, and everything he did like when he's when when he's he's sad and he's talking to wallace in their in wallace's place sorry not their place in wallace's place because it's his <laughs> uh-huh. and he's got his head laying on the the fridge and he's like what's wrong and he's got he's like he like spells out stuff with the uh uh, uh magnets and he's like what's wrong he's like everything and he turns the eight sideways it's like just visual cues like that are so edgar Wright. but again i don't see anybody else delivering it like michael Sarah in that at that time frame i just don't can't see it yeah. everything he says to me is hilarious like just from the start when he's like and he can't figure out what he needs to do and he's like uh, i gotta pee on her i mean i gotta go to the bathroom i gotta pee <laughs> and he runs away or you know just everything like i've quoted to you guys that this is so boring work, and work sucks <laughs> like that's a perfect gift yeah to send. that whole everything. thing that whole computer scene where he's like it, it was on Zuckerberg. seven evil axes like, blah 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 yeah, he's like, I skimmed it, and he's like, you skimmed it. I don't know how many times I've oh. I've quoted to my wife, and she doesn't get it. I'm like, you will pay for your insolence, and she's like, what? <laughs> or if I'm like oh. chewing gum and I'm ready to like throw it out, she'll go, you can't throw it out. That's littering. I'm like, but if I swallow it, it'll be stuck in my you know track for seven years. <laughs> I still use like, the one. It's like bread oh. makes you fat all the time. Like bread makes you all fat. The time, like, yeah. <laughs> all the time. That's like classic. Bread makes you at fat. This point. Yeah. Like, bread makes yep. you fat. But like I do, I do the Chris Evans one all, all the time of, and that's actually hilarious. Yeah, I say that hilarious. once a week, at least is I'll just be looking at something on my phone and go, <laughs> Oh, that's actually hilarious. That's actually that delivery hilarious. is so good. A good impression too. That's a good. Yeah, his, <laughs> the fact that he does that voice that whole time. It's, it's, the whole time he so never breaks. Into the he does. Bit. He yeah. does break once. I love when he punches him and he goes, "You don't know about the seven evil exes." And he goes, "No." He goes, "Hey, man, sorry. Come on, man. Let's get a beer." And oh, he yeah, hits yeah. Him. <laughs> and he's he So great. Oh, oh man, it's so perfect. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man. You didn't know." But I love that. <laughs> From the first thing on, like that, because that's Scott Pilgrim, and that's at that moment in time, he's still that self-absorbed ass bag when he's like, 
this is so boring and then late you know later he goes didn't you get my email he's like i i skimmed it skimmed it and then and like the whole crowd's just like oh he skimmed it it's like everybody's there to just laugh at scott pilgrim but he doesn't also, get it also oh that scene is one of my favorites in the movie i mean every scene is my favorite but it's our crash in the boys that's so sad and you hear karen colkin off camera go it's it's not a race, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. And then they go, oh, this is for the guy upstairs, you know, that keeps yelling at us. It goes, oh, we, oh, we hate Did you, you please. And then <laughs> okay. he, grabs, he grabs the guy's hand and goes, oh, I love this one. Oh, Fucking one of my <laughs> so good, dude. Karen Culkin in this thing is just lying. Like his delivery. Is that girl is- boy too? <laughs> <laughs> I love that when she's like, they and have a girl drummer. And she's <laughs> they, and there's Stephen, so many Stephen oh, Stills is constantly freaking out before every thing. Like they start playing oh, yeah, and yeah. he's just like, What is and but he's not because it, it's so loud you can't hear it. So you see the like cool oh, subtitles, subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. and then it finally breaks and then oh it just yeah, I'm, we're there's gonna so, all we're gonna do is I, quote the movie. Like, there's so like, many not, little things in this is. movie, like I watch everything with subtitles on, but just because I have a deaf in one ear. Um, yeah, because I just. Wait, are you I, really? I really am. Oh, like fully? Can we talk about this? No, never have. I don't think so. I've never come up with the with the boys. Uh, yeah, no, I'm deaf in my left ear. So. So oh I my gosh. Have okay. you, did you watch Jaws with something in your right ear? Is that why it's a four <laughs> point? I'm seeing. <laughs> Sorry, listen, I had to. <laughs> listen, if that shark had a couple guns on him or vice versa. <laughs> oh, a six-star movie. I got six you. Star man. Movie. Tell me about I it. I want to see slow motion gunfights <laughs> against him and Roy Scheider. Oh, just yeah. just like no, John we did Lissau. not know. We did not. I can't no, wait to have to come up. I don't think I've ever um, known that. Yeah. Okay. My own family forgets in time. But they forget what ear I'm dead, but they, they can never remember. I'm like, guys, it's oh, the yeah. left. It's always been yeah. the left ear. Uh, it never changes. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like it, it doesn't change. Down. Thank God. It's uh, this one. It's not like uh, it's not like Richard, uh Richard, Richard Lewis's mole in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 and now we're gonna. It doesn't bother me too much. Like people are always like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "It doesn't," but because I've always been deaf. Yeah, like I'm used deaf. to it by now. Yeah, you're always used so, to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> didn't realize I was six. When I was yeah. six, they were like, "Huh?" Because it's the whole story now. I was on an airplane, and uh, my grandparents, my mom, were going somewhere, and I was saying to my grandma, and she kept talking to me, and I was turning to her because my left ear was facing her, so I had to keep like turning my head and her grandma was like he keeps turning his head chris went away and missed this whole revelation uh yeah <laughs> um chris i gotta catch you up you realize i'm deaf in my left ear <laughs> can't hear me <laughs> maybe he's gone deaf completely. <laughs> chris is deaf in both ears uh actually i actually i've lost uh over 65 percent of the hearing in on oh, my right ear oh okay we could pair up i my left ear is gone so yeah. <laughs> Matt just told us he is deaf in his. <clears throat> he watches all his movies with subtitles because he's deaf in his left ear. And we said we didn't know. I said, "Are you really like really like fully deaf?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." I was like wow. six, and then I, and then I made a killer goddamn Jaws. Yes, joke you missed the joke. Slate, man. Yeah. He was, was like, "Were you also deaf in your right ear when you watch Jaws?" I, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> was, damn, <laughs> come on, Andy. I'm proud you of have you. To go back. And that was good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy, I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm proud. Well, yeah, my grandma was like, keeps turning his head to talk. To him. What's going on? I mean, she was like, he did the whole flight. It took me some like you know children's hospital. Got did all these tests. It was an MRI machine, and the oh. doctor's like, "Yeah, he's deaf in his left ear. We don't know what happened, hmm. but I think he's always been that way." So, uh, and then he was like, "Do you want a hearing aid?" And I was like get away from me because I I felt there was a kid on my bus who had like the big hearing aid in the box and he got 
joked relentlessly. Yeah. I was like, sir, I don't that, need that heat on me. Unfortunately, <laughs> I like, yeah. I was like, keep keep the, you know, keep the hearing aid. I'll I'll manage because I manage this far without <laughs> without it. And uh yeah, I don't know. I find it more of an advantage. It's I go somewhere loud trying to sleep, put that good ear down the pillow, let's cut yeah. that hearing. <laughs> like good, mine I, is oh mine is from when I served. I have yeah. I have a yeah, friend right. who's in the Marines who his hearing is like he 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 doesn't know the percentage, but he's like, it's way worse than when I went in. Like it's like it's so much worse. Um, I know it happens a lot. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Yeah. You probably adjust after a while. Well, but it's like, I was yeah. gonna say mine is too. Like drums, right? Like same thing. My right side is bad because like my China symbols on the right side, and that's like the real high piercing symbol. Mm. And I never used earplugs playing, which is obviously horrible. Oh, you've yeah. probably seen. I don't know if you've all seen that movie, Sound of Metal or whatever. But like mm-hmm. that movie freaked me out. As somebody who's yeah, yeah, that was a good death, movie though. Yeah, that movie really scared me. It <laughs> like, scares me too. Being a drummer, like I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I can't imagine like, but. All right. Well, I'll just keep it quiet that I have perfect vision, perfect hearing. I'm good. I'm, everything's fine. Yeah, I'm half and deaf. he's a fucking We're walking tree. tree. Yeah, I'm, a walking tree. Yeah, I'm half deaf, tree. half blind over here. It's like... yep. <laughs> I remember. Uh, now that we're sharing this, this is this is basically our uh, Jaws scar story. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but my uh, I I found out that my mother was blind in her left eye oh. because when she was like one or two, her sister hit her with a um a croquet mallet in the opposite eye so they pulled oh. that out because it like knocked things in oh. they pulled things out but then it, it had like a weird effect where it it made her other eye and i remember sitting in the car and i had my like watch and i was trying to blind and she didn't react and i was like oh dang so finally we got somewhere else and i was on the opposite side and i was doing, and she got so pissed at me and i was like why are you mad now i did it for like the whole drive here she's like andy i can't see good out of my out of my left eye i was like oh that makes sense now okay i'm sorry <laughs> oh, clear I say i'm half blind i could see out of both eyes my vision is just terrible i don't know what yeah, no, i'm at now i said half blind too and that's what i mean i'm <laughs> Like I got I both eyes working. Off, like, They're not working very well, but they are yeah. functioning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I so I listen. Oh yeah, back to, when we get to this. So yeah, subtitles. With subtitles, you miss. subtitles. There's so much going on in Scott Pilgrim, like background stuff, like people just kind of like voices in the background, like the thing, like just kind of yelling something. You might miss it. Um, there's so much little like audio and visual stuff, which is a real Edgar Wright mm-hmm. thing anyway. Like I remember Shaun the Dead, that great bit when Simon Pegg goes to the convenience store. And you see all the stuff, and he comes back. It was the next day. It's like he does the same route, but things are a little off, right. you know, mm-hmm. in the background. And in Baby Driver, which I know gets a lot of heat now because like part of the cast is canceled, but it's like yeah. that movie is so good with the audio part of it. It's so mm-hmm. like it's. I have a friend who's like a music major, like audio tech expert. He's like, this is like one of the best sounds like audio movies I've ever seen. Just the way everything's so synced up. Like and such an Edgar Wright thing too. So like Scott Pilgrim is doing all that kind of like, you know, the the head thing. It's like to the sound of the universal thing. It's like there's all these like little things that he's so good at, which I think is so like just so cool. I don't know. Like I didn't know very thought. It's just really cool. Uh, it is but cool. it uh he does it so well. It's just like it's it's his thing. And he does it very well. So yeah. it, it is weird because he do, it, even in the uh, the little opening credit scene, uh, whenever it's going through all the the actual names because you know I posted it, um. And I, I had never noticed it before, but yeah, even even that, like the when certain images in that will change on the beats too. You know, it's everything's in, into the beat, like you were saying. Everything's it's on all, the beat. It's like crazy, specific. and it just adds that nice little thing. Because you know, if it wasn't, that'd be fine too. But when it is, it's like, oh, 
that's, that's he's been doing funny. that music thing for a while too because like i said oh he did some of it on spaced he did it in sean and the dead yeah. with right. with queen so like he's always had a music styling around the film but i think mm-hmm. oh, that this was the first chance that he really had the opportunity to have an original score plus all new music from a hot artist at the time that totally works and then he used that to go like into his later movies and baby driver which is basically all built around the action and the music all tying together mm-hmm. so like yeah he's been doing it for a while and he just seems yeah, to keep elevating each time <laughs> he does it yeah really? it's mm-hmm. You're talking about Baby Driver, and like I remember going to the theater and seeing it, and being, like loving it. You know, I was like, "Yeah, this is the best movie of the year." Oh, I loved it. And then now it's just like it—it it does have so much of like a little cloud around it. I was just like, I find it hard. Unfortunately, right? Like, this is one where it's hard for me to separate because I'm just like, it's just people have ruined it for me. You know, like, <laughs> like just stop. Yeah. I was like, I want to watch this movie and just enjoy it. Like, oh, two of the leads are, yeah, it's, it's very problematic. One tough. Oh, is it confirmed on him? Did on Ansel or whatever? Man, Either. I don't know about him. I, I I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty yeah, sure. It but is. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't nowadays know. it seems like where there's smoke, there's smoke, fire, fire. There's yeah, fire, yeah, yeah. There's, but, there's a but it's like to he's <laughs> he's so good in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, this sucks, dude. But the Kevin Spacey of it all, like, since all that stuff broke, I, like, I did an Edgar Wright watch a year or two ago. I think like at the start of COVID, where I watched all the Cornetto trilogy. And Scott Pilgrim, I skipped over Baby Driver and watched like all of space because I'm just like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I, uh, this is this just feels kind of gross. <laughs> it's been tough. Yeah, you know? I, I always want to go back and revisit. And I'm like, man, I, I loved Baby Driver when it came out. And then like uh, it beyond the we, I've always posed this question on Twitter, but I'm scared. I don't want random people answering. But I'm like, why does everybody seem to hate Baby Driver? Like beyond beyond the the Kevin Spacey and Ansel Elgort of all, it seems like there's people have a problem with it. But I've never heard anybody truly voice what they think is bad of the movie, and I don't know what the like what their issue is with yeah. that movie. I see people shit and, on it. Like, and the only problem is, is you would answer, you would ask that question. You'd have to ask. And it some smart ass rando too. would be like, "Oh, oh," and you just answered your own question. Like it's a Kevin, <laughs> but but you're looking for something outside of that. I feel like there's add, more to it than that because I, I people. But as Mike Scott people. said, yeah. Oh, Michael Scott has said. There, oh, Twitter is the place where oh, nuance it goes to die. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you could be asking a very serious question about a film and no one's going to get it, like, whatsoever. Okay. You know what I mean? So, you wonder why I don't ever ask any questions? <laughs> that is why. <laughs> why I literally just state things. <laughs> and even yep. then, you know, you still get them, right? Like, that's you true. Know, People yeah, love you to just tell you the, stuff on Twitter. Yeah, like, you, uh, you can try your best, but someone's going to. Yeah, because remember, guys, I'm not supposed to watch movies anymore. I, I'm supposed to <laughs> stick to You're TV. lucky we let you on here. I'm the anti-Matt now after <laughs> I raved about the Matrix Resurrections and was told by numerous people that I have awful taste and should only watch TV. Right? And it happened to me, too. People don't like that movie. because I'm No, not, they don't. I no, say, they like, really don't. They don't. I'm, I'm Even Lindsay lucky. got crap, and she's one of the nicest yeah, people like, on the planet. Is weird. That's why I think I need to post on it and see if I get the crap on it. You should. I'm like, I, I will. I you will. No, because they'll see your picture and be like, it. oh, he's like eight Vanilla feet tall. 
<laughs> eight feet tall. Looking at I'm like, only six foot three, 250 pounds. It's okay. <laughs> I, I love that we just keep inflating Andy's height. Like, it's like pro wrestling. Like, Reedy gets taller and taller. Like, eight feet Pretty tall much. from Michigan. <laughs> it's yeah. a joke that we'll die. himself. Yeah, yeah tree beard himself keep, showing up. <laughs> every time that I record with Andy, I add like two, three inches. Just every single time. <laughs> just. Yep. That's funny. I just, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't ask nuance on Twitter. You can't like say anything on Twitter. People just like, I post them about the Razzies just suck. Yeah, I was like, I it was like, we still doing this. Oh, yeah. And some guy was like, I don't know. Doesn't follow me. That's a, when they don't follow you. It's like, who are I you? think it's the same guy got on mine. Yeah. It was like, you could just ignore it. It's fine. I get a little chuckle at this. Okay, cool. I don't know who you are. Don't speak to like, <laughs> I mean, like if, if you agreed with me, sure. But like, I, I, I can't remember ever. If someone I didn't know post something, if if they if I don't know them and I agree, if they say like I love this movie, yeah, me too. Yeah, but awesome. I've never gone on somebody who I don't know's post and been like gone the opposite no, of what they right. said. Like, you love this movie? This you movie's suck. garbage. <laughs> Just bizarre. Oh, no, you're wrong. This movie's trash. Yeah. yeah. Andy and I bizarre. have dealt with that for yeah, years. You're trash. Star I like it. Is. <laughs> That's why I don't post yeah, about Star true. Wars ever. <laughs> nope. Don't. Like, I get uh, zero interaction with like star wars stuff and then i'll send out the most random thing about scott atkins like stunt stunt double and i'm like oh look at that people actually interact with that shit but not star wars where that like my bread and butter that I, you know but it's it's ridiculous yeah i people um, still i i feel like people kind of back to edgar wright have almost turned on edgar wright because uh, uh you know a guy I, I don't know if andy and andy chris you guys listen to this movie that much the podcast at this movie or, no, I know no, James yeah. was well, at yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah. listen to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember if you both, but yeah, like yeah, Patrick Bromley posted something not that long ago about like he loved Last Night in Soho. Mm-hmm. That tweet just blew up. Like he just said, like, I love Last Night. And people were oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. shitting all over that movie. I had no I, idea that it was I'll, that. I'll be movie. honest, it's the one Edgar Wright movie that I haven't seen yet. Same. I haven't seen it. And I'll be honest, I didn't say anything because I don't like Last Night in Soho and I ignored I said okay Patrick that's great I, lo- I know you love it and I know a lot of people do and that's great yeah. but I'm not going to go hey Patrick you're a piece of shit how dare you like this movie what, what? Like, it's, it's so, so yeah, weird yeah. I was like I like cool, Last Night in Soho but I, it. it's probably my least favorite of like his movies I, I think I would it's like but I don't think it's bad I, I like it but yeah uh, no yeah yeah it's not bad I just, did yeah, something happen favorite. with Edgar Wright people turned on him like it feels well, like I don't know it's I just, don't know you were talking about you know wanting to know about baby driver and why people don't like it. and 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 I even said something earlier today I think about like you know when I was saying that oh, this is a perfect movie how can people you know make me sad thinking people don't like it because I know that there's a lot of people who don't but yeah. I think we've kind of maybe even hit on I'm obviously I'm being silly and I know why some people might not like it because of some of the things we've even said like it is so sure it's got a lot of stuff like video game stuff and movie stuff I mean, like all this music stuff and like but if I, I know we say like who can't be into that but if you're not so into it like we are we're all big huge nerds geeks you know yeah, yep. we all love all that stuff so it's like our bread and butter so i can see how maybe if you don't and like those are like easter eggs for us like you know all the triforce zelda music all mm-hmm. this stuff like just little nice things for us but if you're not and you're like hey i guess it could be maybe a little much and you're like you don't get it all and since he is like such a stylistic powerhouse really i mean so and i think that might be why people don't like edgar wright in general is because that applies to all his movies he is like super editing focused like stop like you're gonna get an in your face like movie experience which to me is like awesome but maybe not for everyone maybe it's a little too much you know like that's a, for some yes, people and i get point. that but it's just like that's what i'm for like bring it on like it might be too much for some people that's actually a good point it's like i think you're right 
but I love, well, it's kind of funny because I know Edgar Wright loves Brian De Palma, who I know is another guy that gets a lot of shit for like doing too much. Like it's too yeah. much style, which is, that's why I watch movies, man. That's like, that's like, we're watching movie? a movie here. Like, I don't need, this yeah. isn't a documentary. I don't need you yeah. to be like, do crazy shit, do split screen, do right. die off your, like, do, you know, like do all this cool stuff that, cause we're watching a movie. Like, I, you know, it's like, so I don't yeah, know. I, I have, say, yeah. Visual, right. It's a visual medium. First and foremost, I would say, I mean, that's, this is me. Our boy, but... Tony Scott criticized doing too much. Yeah. It's like, like I, I, so I, I like guys that do too much. Apparently, he's my I favorite mean, directors. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend that didn't like the, I mean, doesn't really like Edgar Wright's stuff because it started with, like, I remember we went and saw World's End, and every time they'd go to an, the, the the next bar, and you'd see the scene where the cup goes quickly under the tap, the tap gets pulled down, the cup, and he he, he was like, I'm sick of this shit already. I was like, what are you talking about? That's, right that's, there. Edgar that's my right. like, favorite part move. of this. Like, I want to see that. If I don't, I'm, like, upset by it. So I, I get where you're coming from, too, that people don't it might be too much. But but even then, I, I've I've shown people who don't aren't visually or even big movie fans. And they just they, they there's still a lot to laugh at it right. and like right. visually yeah, yeah. just because you're like, oh, this looks cool. I don't know what all of it is. And like the the cast is so likable and funny. And then, I mean, come on, vegan, uh, a vegan police. You, know, you get Thomas yeah. Jane and Clifton oh Collins God. jumping in there and he's like, <laughs> wait a minute. So it's looking at bitch. Looking <laughs> <laughs> eggs, bitch. That's one of my favorite lines. The vegan yeah. police thing I remember had me rolling the theater. Like I was dying the whole because, vegan I mean, thing. they're pointing their fingers at him, and there's light, there's like lasers coming out, and it's just like, wait, what is happening here? Oh, chicken is a vegan? underrated moment. Yeah, when they chicken leave, farm. He's like, when they leave and, and they high five in slow motion. Yeah! Like, oh my yeah. God. They say, yeah. <laughs> God, that well, killed me. And the whole like, you were that whole scene's gone, good. Now you will be gone. You were be yeah. gone. <laughs> I love Even that the thing that they say. Uh, right when they first show up is like veganity violation. <laughs> like the thing yeah, of what they call it. And like, what? The, even that is perfect. Oh, it's so ridiculous. But yeah, you're, you're right, Andy. Like I said, those are reasons people might not like it. But to me also, like you were saying, these other things should still overpower that to me. Like everyone's yeah, so good. Yeah, me too. So this, like, it's still such just a good movie underneath all that stuff. Even if you that stuff maybe bothers you a bit, how are you still... It bothers you that much that you don't see all, everything else. Like I've also seen a lot of pushback, especially in the last couple years, and especially when uh, oh, the animated series came out, of oh, pushback against oh, the franchise as a whole, saying mm-hmm. that it's all style, no substance, was is is a complaint that I've heard on the movie for years. But then when the animated series came out, if there was a lot of pushback of claiming that it was to quote unquote it's woke, which oh, I don't yeah, I don't agree with whatever. No. Like I hate no. that fucking phrase to begin with because it's fucking stupid. Yeah. But you know, the fact that a certain event happens in the first episode and then who's the main character of Scott Pilgrim? Oh, yeah. They were oh pushing against that, but I'm like, but it's a franchise that put itself in a unique a place where oh the graphic novels telling a one version of the story of oh, the movies telling that same story slightly different and then the animated series is almost doing a star trek 09 where it's the same movie but it t- takes a soft right and then goes forward so they're running in parallel yeah and i think that is what makes it so clever mm-hmm. and the fact that like the animated series 
it doesn't lose any of the style from the movie or the graphic novel. In fact, it is the graphic novel in, in animation Come to style, life, yeah. just animated. And that was something that Edgar was able uh, to capture in live action so well, and then just oh, tripled down on the animated show to where you're literally looking at panels of the graphic novel, but like in motion. Mm -hmm. And then I think the clever thing that they did was they got, um, um, Oh, the video game to do the music of the animated show. So it's basically a companion piece where mm -hmm. like the, Oh, the final fight of the animated show. I, I won't spoil who it's with is literally the end fight music of the last stage of the video game. Oh, okay. Like it's like eight <laughs> levels of inception style stuff. <laughs> you're just like, what is happening? And it all works. And plus the fact that, Oh, Scott Pilgrim as a franchise is so popular. They were able to get all these other actors to show up for one or two lines, mm -hmm. like a weird Al Yankovic and, and Finn Wolfhard. And of course, Oh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost show oh, up and yeah. look like themselves. And I'm just like, just slow clapping, <laughs> basically. It's so fucking clever, all mm -hmm. of it. And when you take it all, like, I don't know oh, how you guys did it, but I watched the movie and then immediately I went into the animated show. And it, it, God, they work together so well. And it goes to Edgar Wright and the cast. I think to without this cast, Oh, none of them would have worked. Just oh, none of them would have worked. True. Yeah. I think ultimately it goes back to, you know, Brian O'Malley too, for creating such a unique comic book world that was manga. And somebody I like corrected one of my friends. <laughs> I actually pulled the yes, actually thing with my glasses. And I was like, <laughs> it's technically not. It's technically not me. Oh, I think it was you guys, wasn't it? Was it? Us. Was it you? Yeah, oh, it was, it was us. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, right, it was us, you fuck. Somebody else. I felt so bad. And I was like, no, Chris, it's actually not manga. It's actually just good. And I was like. Yeah, I think me and you both were dogging. But yeah, we, we were kind of like treading around. Like, <laughs> and then I believe I texted Matt with like, Matt, um, I'd like to resign from the Wolfpack, please. Because look at these <laughs> two assholes. Oh, the you told me to come get your boy. And I, I usually come get James, not Andy. But I That's true. <laughs> That's true, but so it's one of those things that with with such strong source material that could be made into a live action movie, but then like you said, that same cast can come back and had such a great time on that, but also then make an animated series that does the whole Kelvin universe thing and does it so well to where you're like, oh, we get to spend more time with these characters than what a two hour movie can give. Right. Um, and you get to expand on certain exes like i mean let's be honest i can't what's her what's the female's ex's name i can oh remember. um uh, meg whitman uh, is that oh it's may whitman but she's yeah right. she's oh, playing what's her character yeah roxy sorry yeah um roxy, roxy's yeah. hilarious and the way that there's so much innuendo my dad I, I i watched this with and my dad like came like when i was over there i think we were having our kitchen redone or something we were staying at my parents for like a, a week a couple years ago and i was watching this and my dad came in and the only joke he got was the your BF's gonna get effed in the B. And he and he he kind of got it. And I I had to explain it to him, but there was other things like the whole touching behind the knee thing. He didn't get it, and that's fine because my dad's not in tune to this stuff and some of the other comments, but even then he was just like, What is this? And I was like, Oh, this is hilarious. But that character made us all laugh, and she's 
really funny and i like the whole bit where he, he keeps going yeah your several your your seven even ex-boyfriend she goes exes he goes what do you mean by that yeah. and it takes <laughs> why do you keep and scott's yeah. so dumb it takes him like almost to get knocked upside that it's like the whole channing tatum in 22 jump street there's almost a clock <laughs> counting down yes. to where scott pilgrim gets it and he's like oh well you had a great visual <laughs> gag of like going inside his head and it goes like he gets it yeah. like those he gets it and, yeah, so the, so <laughs> and they do that a couple times where like Dude, when, when Todd is talking to Envy, oh, so. <laughs> oh, when Todd is talking to Envy, and she goes, "You're in chords," we goes, "I don't know the meaning of the word," and then goes, Dick. <laughs> "He really doesn't," and it like spells it out. <laughs> Fucking so good, dude. This Those is the kind of movie cool. that, like, something like that. If we ever did a commentary track, I feel like there's so much little stuff going on. This would be a great one to do it on because we could just yeah. be like, "Oh, and there's that reference and that thing," and like, point. There's so much to catch. There was like. It's hard to even I talk mean, about it all. There's just well, so it's much funny because the, the little knee thing that uh, Andy was talking about is actually, that's the thing that obviously it worked so, or they liked it. He liked it so much in the book. He pulled it into the movie, but it doesn't happen to Roxy in the book. It actually happens to Envy in the book, but that's just a whole right. section that was oh. taken out because there's a whole fight between Envy and, and it's like, that's not even in the movie, but again, right. that's just, but they pulled that little bit because they, they touch Envy. Scott, to, you know, knew, knows about Envy's knee instead of Ramona. No, anyway, that's, that's a fun commentary track. Right? It is a fun commentary. I and mm-hmm. and the more video game references, like when Scott tells him casually that he dumped knives and that his current girlfriend's coming over, and they're like, "You're horrible, Scott." He goes, "Yeah, but guess what? I learned the uh, the uh, uh, baseline to final, you know, final, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> and he just and then he, and I'm like, and then he uses jerk. it against Todd. Dude, Todd goes, oh, yeah. oh, it sounds like someone wants to get funky." <laughs> and just seeing d come through i was like yeah and one of uh, you know my dad asked he goes what's that i was like he's playing the chord oh, d dad <laughs> so uh he's like oh that makes sense and i was like yep <laughs> dude i love that part because kim goes scott you are the salt of the earth he goes thanks and she goes, i meant scum of the earth and he goes thanks <laughs> as you said just totally oblivious is so good yeah everybody's so Purpley Everybody's cast. In. Yeah. Like I that's mean... like I, I just I mean, because on my brain, it's a weird parallel, but I because I just saw a pulp fiction with Carmelita. And like every little role in that movie, I feel like I can't imagine it being anybody Perfectly else. Cast. It's the same thing with Scott Pilgrim. Like every little part is like, and it helps a lot of now where like I've seen a lot of her things, but like Aubrey Aubrey Plaza, the role's not oh, that God. big, but she's perfect for that. So like, memorable. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing that with your mouth? Oh, it doesn't fucking matter, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh anna kendrick is a part that like anybody could have played but it's like it's cool that's anna kendrick you know it's like this all these people like i say i could but like now that it's her i can't imagine it not being her <laughs> but yeah it's like these people are it, michael sarah i think you put back that one it's like I, it has to be him uh mary elizabeth winston who i love who i wish was in more stuff we, we actually We've haven't really even talked, talked about, about her yet I know, she's really yeah. great in the movie like she gets to play this you know kind of troublesome you know, person who knows she has all this baggage, but is scared by it. And it is, there's a, a lot of depth to it, but she's also equally funny. She's, I mean, she's drop dead gorgeous number, you know, and then she, the way she delivers her lines. So like, you know, cause you got Sarah who's over the top, yet also quiet in his delivery, if that makes sense at all. Cause he says such ridiculous things, but it's said in a way, but she's just, she has to play it straight to him and all the other craziness going on, but she's still sweet and kind but also there's like a uh like oh no like you know she's like scared of stuff and she leaves certain times like when he he fights uh uh uh, lucas lee and i get one of my favorite bits the wow 
Wow. Wow. She's like, uh, she's real uh, matter of fact. Lee, you know, like everything yeah. she says is pretty matter of fact. And like, like you said, more on the defensive side, like she's always just like, more, more. Yeah, at she's day. got her guard up. She's, yeah, yeah. In, instead of like being out there and all. But uh, are you I the Pac-Man that, guy? Oh no, that was some total ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know who this is? And it's a picture of just a circle with squiggly hair. And oh, he goes, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, flowers. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, that made me. I, 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 I was in. It really got me. This, yeah, <laughs> it got me every time I watch it. But this time, I really cracked up laughing. Just how fast it is. Uh, some of my favorite things you're saying though about uh that Mary Elizabeth Ramona does uh you know like her little is that the end of the story like she she whenever she's like <laughs> responding to people like they'll be talking and then something weird in their world will happen and she's like what like because it just it was like and her reaction is always just kind of so confused like okay so because then they're so, carrying on so with my their weird life what? Uh, so my wife her favorite scene in the movie is when a knives goes out of Wallace's apartment and knocks on the door and asks if Scott's there. And he goes, Oh, and slightly closes the door. And Scott is seen leaping through the window, oh reaching in to grab a jacket. And he goes, he just left. And she goes, really? <laughs> that is her favorite. Like every single time we watch the movie, she's dying and it's edited so fucking well. And then I'm not sure if you guys have seen, Oh, the making of, when he oh scott he signs for the amazon package and throws it behind him he did that for real it took oh, like 20 something takes yeah where he kept throwing it behind him and it kept missing until the one where he just and it landed in the trash can that's <laughs> that's see but that's edgar wright just going no like oh he could have dropped it but no he wanted the right. angle to look right could've yeah dropped it <laughs> that's funny. Oh, oh you know oh, yeah. you were saying chris that some of the like uh or like negative people's response like saying it's kind of style over substance uh i th- i don't think so i think that like you were even saying just now uh and andy with ramona like all her baggage uh scott you know like when they learn they're you know they're they're figuring stuff out like that's the whole point of the movie right like they're figuring out what's their issues like and they're trying to deal with them and and, and try to not to be the way that they are right now like they they understand or they're, they're figuring out that they have some problems and that's kind of the point to me that's substance i, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. just not enough substance for people right or if like maybe it's a little right. too straightforward because it's kind of like spelling it all out for you right there's no like right. it's just telling you up front oh scott learned power you know scott you know, <laughs> self-respect and then you know ramona like let's go scott learn the power of self-respect yeah like so i mean it's got substance but i guess maybe it's just too on the nose for some people or something or i don't know probably that. it like, yeah i don't i mean maybe yeah but i mean it, and i like it to me i like, mean I i've seen that complaint i don't agree with it especially when you throw in the animated series like I was say, yeah I was say, said, it does it even more like it's it, even it, yeah. it fleshes every character out like like and Matthew Patel shows up for one scene in the movie. He's a right. major character of the mm-hmm. animated series. Like yeah, it's like swapped. He's like the yeah, main guy, basically. Yeah, you know, or like sorry, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> or Lucas gotcha. Lee, or 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 Todd. What they do with Todd's character in the animated series is fucking great. I love what they did with him. Mm-hmm. I just ate three bowls of cheese. <laughs> what? what? What did you say? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, and one of the, my favorite in the 
animated series, Jason Schwartzman. Oh my God. Like even in the, the live action, the way he plays douchey likable (laughs) is, it is insane. And he still has one of my favorite lines of all time from Rushmore. The, these are my OR scrubs. Oh, I will make that (laughs) joke. What 10 out of 10 times. If somebody even puts the the letters O and R together, I will, I will, I will do it. It's like you're, you you broke up. Point, like, hold on, I got the joke. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, here, I'm like here, here it comes. But, I saw uh, that trailer so and was stealing that joke as a kid. Yeah. It was like that's exactly. a great joke. Like, I, I didn't even like... know what it meant when I was talking. No, yeah. Um, Jason Swanson, like, that's his... another like perfect. Can't imagine someone perfect else. Playing I can't Gideon, think of anybody like... else. Yeah. He's yeah. When he's the, like fighting Scott, and then she comes up and he like turns to her and just does, and does that little, yeah. And she's just like, oh, I don't like you, but I also still like you. I don't know how that's possible. He does that thing where. <laughs> Where like he, like he's trying to sign the band afterwards, like yeah. after they play against the twins, and you're like, this guy is so fucking obnoxious, but so charming at the same time. And later, when he calls Scott over the phone. And just does that whole thing where he's like, oh, the acoustics are amazing. <laughs> he's such a dick bag. And then later, <laughs> Scott gives one of the best lines where he goes. And you cocky cock. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Go. Oh, Graves is a fucking, he's, he's a cock. He's a total asshole. But you're like, Schwartzman just has that, that charm. And just that, that just, uh, he's such a prick in it. <laughs> he's, yeah. But he's so a- funny. again, every cast member is funny. I mean, I'd say the, the, the only cast members who don't get enough to do are the twins, but that's why the animated series is so good because it fleshes out the Katanagi twins. Yeah, it does seem yeah. to give. Listen, as somebody who doesn't watch shows very much, very glad I watched the Scott Pilgrim show on Netflix. Oh, breaking news! <laughs> oh, film feast the fan. TV show, everybody. I did we it. We got Matt to watch a TV coming next show. week TV feast. Get TV ready, feast, everybody. To... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we got Matt to actually sit down and watch eight episodes of a cartoon that were twenty-five minutes long. <laughs> Small steps. <laughs> Small steps, but like no, maybe steps. No, great way to rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> it it's great to like, and I, it was funny because I had a weird experience. I watched like half the series, like four of the episodes, and then I watched the movie this morning, and then had to finish the show before. So I watched oh. it like the movie in the middle of all this, and it wow, was fun. You did like a machete cut for Scott. Pil- <laughs> <laughs> Just it kind of all together, but like, but I love the, the characters that barely get any time in the movie get fleshed out in the show i mean everyone gets fleshed yeah. out but like especially those characters are kind of the twins and matthew patel um and they neil all kind neil. of get a little more time yeah, yeah like neil. Um, oh yeah neil, neil. yeah from like, this point whole... forward you will be known as neil <laughs> old young neil i love good. when when oh. they're at that that party and scott's like this is boring and then neil's like yeah this is boring he goes i gotta go to the bathroom or you or says something like I got to pee and he's like, I got to pee too. But he's like saying everything Scott is and yeah. just trying to be cool. Well, and on then... their way to the party, he's doing that exact same thing. Scott goes, oh, this is going to suck. And all young Neil says is suck. suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Suck. Oh. So the yeah, show is like, it, it, I mean, the show is like oh. amazing complex of movies. All I'm going to say like that. If you like the movie and have not watched the show, you got to watch the show because it's like an amazing, mm-hmm. like, just put them together. And it's I like, it's perfect. Think. It's yeah. Uh, alternate 1985. Yes. <laughs> Y'all keep talking uh, about Kelvin. I'll do Back to the Future. Okay. And it gives us it gives us a more Chris Evans as Lucas Lee, which is yeah. 
I just like so yeah, funny. I just like that the the show gives us more of everybody as their characters in different you know uh, situations and whatnot. But uh, yeah. going back to the uh, Schwartzman thing, my favorite Scott Pilgrim moment is when he walks in. Well, the whole the whole third act, I love it because I love the whole video game aspect of him going in there and they're like, "What's the password?" He goes, "What's the password?" And they like let him in, and then it's whatever. like it's 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 super yeah. So whatever. And then oh, nice. okay. and then. But when he dies and comes back and then they're like, get a life, man. And he, gra but when he comes back and he walks in and he like apologizes to Kim and then like Schwartzman says something and he just turns to him and he goes, he goes, you're pretentious. This place sucks. We've got beef. It's, it's so great. Like, oh, this is the, this is Scott Pilgrim fully realized now. And it's just like, this is where we're going. But I love that when he's like, you're pretentious. And he's like, huh? and the whole crowd just got, huh? Oh. It's so and then he just literally, I love when he walks in and like, like password, and he just punches him in the face and takes him out and gets a bit like, yes, that's Our Kim. a hell of a third act. Or Kim, you know, like when she looks, I would get in and he goes, oh, we're sex, but bomb. And we're here to make you, I think about death and sell out. And it's just slowly flipping him <laughs> off. And then later she's just like, we're here to watch God Pilgrim kick your ass. Kick your teeth in. <laughs> that was it. But, oh. I really don't know what else to say other than just to start like quoting the movie again. <laughs> I, know. I was going to say, I want to give and a shout out hilarious. to, uh, to, is it Ellen Wong who plays knives? Cause I feel like all the, show, a tough job. the discourse, you know, obviously there's an age gap and he's dating high school, but they address that. And I feel like everyone's like, Scott, what mm -hmm. the fuck are you doing? And like, um, but she's so good. I hope that gets lost in like the, the whole talk of like, he's in high school, but she's like, this time I was like Keenan. She's so funny. Like everything she does, like which outside the window and she's just like, Oh, and then like, she has like a no at one point, like a slow motion, like, no. Oh yeah. Well, then the one of the clubs and one of the clubs Scott walks by and yeah. And then she's like, no, it's like drifting off. Like, no. Yep. And yeah. then God, when she's like, just so pissed off at Ramona and trying to die. Oh, we're hair. all peaches and great. It's after he talks about him dating Kim. Because oh, yeah. they're asking about his ex girlfriend, he's like, "Yeah, we're fine." And then he's walking by, and Knives is like, "No." no. <laughs> she jumps into frame at one point in front of, I think, Young Neil, or like, like, but the way she like jumps in, like with her hands in front of her face, like all excited, like it's so, oh, it's when, so funny. <laughs> it's like, or when Todd punches her. Oh, he hit the highlights out of her hair. Oh, he punched the highlights out of her hair. He punched the highlights out of her but, hair. <laughs> one of my favorite and, knife scenes is. After oh Scott has had the dream of Ramona, and like they're doing oh, the rehearsal of the song, um, um, and Stephen goes Scott like you only played a single chord, and Kim goes, is she distracting you? And it cuts the knives, and she goes, I'll be quiet, mm -hmm. and she's just sitting there, just like huddled in the corner on the couch. Her <laughs> delivery of every line is so yeah. fucking another good. perfect and, like I can't like perfect cast. I mean, I mean I know, it's like she's just so good. Or James, or that clip that you posted where it's like, oh my. Yeah. Oh, the young Neil do the text message. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, I, I think her... reply, when she sees her, like I, I know I posted like her like in the mirror when oh, she's that... like, it looks. Yes, so that was what I was going like, to mention. Yeah, like that moment of recognition in her good. face of like, yeah, yeah. like good. it's like there's a shift in her right there where she's like, <laughs> mm -hmm. hold on, I am you know worth all this, stuff. you know, like so she's even going through this other no substance whatever anyway yeah. yeah i just feel like i don't hear people like single hard enough as like having a really yeah, she's good, good funny performance i mean there's only people in the cast anyway it's hard to like you know it who could single out somebody doing something great at every moment but um I unsung mean, yeah. hero right there yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah yep and when she, they meet... she gets one of the best moments at 
at the end too when he's like when you know ramona walks away and she's like go oh, she's even fighting for anyway and she's like i'm too cool for you anyway and she means yeah. it but she says it in such a nice way but right right right, right before that might be my favorite michael saracene when he comes out talking to nega scott and he's like all right man catch you oh, later. Yeah. And he goes yeah. and, he, and he just says you know what he goes oh, we just really you know shot the shit we're gonna get brunch he's actually you know a cool guy i'm like yeah no, no shit he's you like it's so hilarious that <laughs> scott, scott has finally learned that he it can be cool just being scott pilgrim that doesn't have to put on airs for anybody oh. it's so brilliant the way I, that plays out. i think i think another one of my favorite scenes that involves knives is after uh, the clash at demon head plays and they're all backstage and just the oh, dynamic of oh like like all four of the couples, they're all kind of awkward. And like Aubrey Plaza is trying to say like, are you guys looking to do anything out here? And fucking Brandon Routh has that great delivery. He goes, where? In Toronto. <laughs> and, and then it cuts to knives oh, leaping up immediately going, I like, I kissed the lips that kissed you. And Envy just gives a nod to Todd. So this isn't the first time that he slugged a woman in the face. And he literally says, he goes, uh, goes, but I'm not afraid to hit a girl. I'm a rock star. <laughs> and you're like, Jesus Christ. dude!" And then he it just got, goes off, yeah. you know, into the whole thing dude, with the vegan edge and doing the vegan police, which like we've already talked about, but just being vegan, giving you powers. Like it's so ridiculous. Like his, his deliveries are almost 80% of your Chris brain Evans. is curtain way. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the Brandon Route deliveries are almost as good as like the Chris Evans stuff. I mean, it's like mm -hmm. I still like everything he says cracks me up because yeah. he's so like serious. But also, like, oh my god, when they're like, it's like chicken out parmesan isn't vegan. <laughs> just all like, chicken what an idiot he is. Yeah, um, just a moron. Yeah, he's like he he is. Oh, it's milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> yeah, the milk and eggs, bitch is still yeah. It's like, can't work eggs. it in too often, but I think about that delivery and they come in for one scene. Thomas Jane and um. Oh my God, Clifton Collins? Clifton Collins Jr. Thank you, Clifton Collins. Yeah, yeah they come with that one scene and just are hilarious. No, Clifton Collins. I think it's I Clifton Collins the third. Oh, actually. maybe that's why. I oh, think there's okay. some uh, like stuff like that. Or Junior. And I, I always put Junior because I'm like Lewis Gossip Junior. Everything like all, all the cool juniors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Clifton Collins Junior. Okay, is it Junior? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's James. Looks I guess I'm right. Yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking that scene again where she goes. Oh, oh, you're encouraged, but I don't know the meaning of the word. Bink. He really doesn't. <laughs> Let's just call him Clifton Collins the third. Come on, that sounds cool. Clifton Collins yeah. the third. That works for me. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I always wanted to be a third or a fourth or something, right. but it's you know it's tough to get that title. <laughs> I don't know about wow. you guys, but there's also when we're talking about how great Knives is when she is like uh, when she goes to say she's like I love and he like wipes it away. There's been so many times I've been tempted to do that joke with my wife when she's like, all right. Love you, babe. And she says, love you back. I'm going to be like, Shh. but it's like, one of the... <laughs> but I, I just know, can't because she won't get it's it. It's so weird. Yeah. Because that scene makes it seem like it's like bad breath or something, but it's it's like weird. Like, you know, like that's how it's coming out, but it's just because it's love. And you, you yeah. Because she's um, so, she's so innocent. And I, I like when she's like, when she's like, I, it's not fair. I just found out that awesome, awesome music you know existed like a month ago she's oh, like yeah. she's so, she's mad at at ramona and she's like she's so fat and i like later when he goes you're not fat she just said that really mean right <laughs> probably the meanest because knives is so like nice and innocent probably the meanest thing she does just call her fat but you clearly she's just angry and just right. saying something yep. that doesn't make any it's sense just, yeah it's just hurtful and angry uh, yeah see well, again another 
a delivery do from Michael Sarah that's so good. Oh, like when they're in the record store, right? Knives is going, Oh, excuse me. Oh, do you have have the clash at Demon Head? She goes, Oh, you mean the section mark uh, of the clash at Demon Head? <laughs> oh, yeah. Julie. <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> oh, thank Thanks, you, Julie. <laughs> like, are you, are you, are you coming to my party tonight? Blah, blah, blah. You, thank you, Julie. Yeah, Just, is this your high school girlfriend? Thank you, Julie. <laughs> thank you, Julie. <laughs> Oh, here's God, a for Scott fucking Pilgrim, man. <laughs> oh yeah, here's a criticism I've heard of the movie. I'm curious. I don't know. I mean, it's adaptations. You know, it happens in the book. But a lot of people I've heard say they think Scott should end up with nobody at the end of the movie. Like he doesn't deserve Ramona Bates, mm-hmm. even though he fought for. Her, they think he should end up alone because he's been kind of shitty the whole movie. He didn't fight for. Her. He fought for himself. For himself. Well, that's true. This is true. But I, I kind of can see that. I want almost... the satisfaction. <laughs> I, I could see both. I do see the. I could definitely, it would make sense if they both just were like, well, Scott, we forgive you, but we're not going to date you. Like, you know, good luck on your own. And it almost feels like a little bit of a stretch that Ramona's like, yeah, come with me. I don't know. Like, I don't, like, I buy it. I, it's, I like it, but I could I see think it. the fact yeah. that both her and Scott, like, have issues. Like, he's obviously, yeah. he he has issues over his ex-envy tour. She literally says, like, like she goes, she goes, oh, your hair's getting a little shaggy. And he goes, boom, dude, he throws on the hat or whatever. Like, like right. anytime they mention... Yeah. Oh, probably like a shorter, little... wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Anytime they mention that, oh, his hair's a little shaggy, he throws on a hat, and it's because, oh, the last time that he cut his hair, Envy broke up with him, even though that wasn't even a related to it. Like right. he has issues, he she obviously yeah. has issues, and I like that that is addressed in the cartoon. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing that it's like anything you have questions about is probably answered in the cartoon <laughs> or like expanded upon in the cartoon, like which is. I'm glad it exists because they're like, oh, great. They expanded on that because they cover a lot in two hours, but they they obviously can't do everything. Yeah. <laughs> but I was gonna uh, say, there, yeah, there is a little bit more uh, dealing with, I guess, you know, like Ramona's issues in the book a little bit more, not that yeah. much more, but enough maybe that you would think they're more equal in terms of because maybe it does feel like Scott's more of an issue than Ramona in the movie. Right. Right. Because uh, we don't see that much of Ramona's issues, but she does right. bring it up. But uh, I don't think it's that much of an issue. I, I I wouldn't mind if he was alone or whatever at the end. I, I mean, it wouldn't have bothered me if they changed it like that. But I just heard that yeah. probably people just think Scott's a bad character. There's a lot of there's a lot of letterbox reviews that are very positive overall. But then like the common thread is like, yeah, Scott sucks. But this movie's amazing. <laughs> like it's like he's Chris a Bueller. oh yeah, kind of. Which Real asshole in the movie. I never thought of until. I don't know, a few years ago, I feel like people started saying that the theory about Ferris Bueller is like an asshole. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they're on to something. <laughs> like, what's nope. you when you're a kid? And I bring seems... myself to ever think Ferris Bueller's an asshole. Sorry. No, never going to happen. You still love Ferris and acknowledge he's an asshole. I'm pretty neutral on the whole thing. I just, as a kid, come on, no, yeah. he seems like the coolest guy in the world when you're younger, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, I think I, wanna... I, think I, think I could totally agree. He's 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 terrible, but it's it's Ferris Bueller. <laughs> like, I, can't I think that Ferris Bueller is the epitome of of peer pressure and gone very very wrong <laughs> great movie hilarious so quotable but if you actually like if you oh, look at it like oh and cameron fry sitting in the car and he goes oh yeah yeah no yeah he's, me, he's an asshole keep calling cameron, me until yeah. i feel guilty i'll go i'll go yeah that's go. not like, a good friend right there buddy you're no. right it's not it's not <laughs> you're supposed to say well, you know, you're supposed to help him in another way. Whatever. Let's not dissect Ferris Bueller. <laughs> no, no, different podcast. <laughs> put that on the list. Go over there and you talk to your buddy, okay? You know, say, what's way, going on, I think man? He you know? thinks he's. I think Ferris thinks he's helping Cameron. Yeah, but he's right. Really right, not, right. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, there's a he's lot causing of, part of his problems. Yeah, <laughs> pushing him like this. Like, I just I, I, I was I was reading the top. I just thought it was funny. I was reading the top players reviews. And they all had the similar theme of like, yeah, Scott Pilgrim kind of sucks, but I love this movie's amazing. Like, he's unlikable main character kind of. I don't think he's. I don't think he's unlikable, but, but he's he, got no. he's very flawed. That's for yeah. sure. he's very like, selfish, but he's still likable in his own yeah. way. Right. And there's so many movies where the main character is not always likable or perfect, or you know, and like I, yeah. I I've known people who have real problems with like movies with unlikable main don't characters. Have, right, like Wolf of Wall Street and stuff. People like that. I know that's the most common yeah. thing now. I'm like, like you don't have to love these people. If, like they're, yeah. they're but Scott doesn't watch. even fit that because he's just a normal guy who everyone has had moments in their life where they've been an asshole on a you know or done something that they regret or you know that they didn't mean and all that. Right, right. He's, no, he's, he's got had to friends. Grow. I mean, that, wait, they're yeah. his friends because he's just an asshole all the time. No, I mean they wouldn't be his friends if he wasn't a good guy <laughs> at heart, right, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, they, you know, anyway. Yeah, but I didn't. Another funny. discussion, I guess. <laughs> yep. Uh, different topic because I'm curious. Uh, you have a favorite song in the movie? Any but James, you have a favorite Ooh. song? I know it's man, that's tough. tough. Go go around the room. Come okay. back to me, Andy. You got an answer? Let me. Let me I got it. Uh, oh, Chris, Chris. I like the hand. opening. Oh, the I'm opening sorry, Chris, song. Okay. Yeah, opening song. No. I can't. It's it's wonderful. I can't get pet. It's like the perfect opening. It's the it's a perfect mood setter for the whole thing because it kind of sets the tone of everything along with the whole visual style that's going on with it. So yeah, it's the first song for me. I mean that is that is pretty great, Chris. We're gonna say <laughs> mine is Threshold. Um, oh, when they play the Twins. Uh, oh I, yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually have that song on my gym playlist. Um, and if you own the album, there is the a movie version of Threshold, a version of it. That is all Beck, who actually he did the music for the movie, oh. but he does it like in his own side. And then there's an eight bit version of Threshold as well. Uh, all three slap, but I have to say that the one in the movie, like the animation of that scene where dude is amp versus amp, dude and the twins send out the dragon, and it, just everything in that scene just adds so much that that's my favorite song. Um, for the what, animated what is, show, what does huh. Scott? What does Scott's band send out again? Wasn't it a giant gorilla? <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. Makes sense Andy. why it makes sense why it's your favorite. <laughs> You're like, I see Andy. See what he did there? Um, <laughs> I see Andy fighting him. <laughs> yes, boy. Um, I know. And then feel more seen. <laughs> and then for the animated series, the end credits of the last episode is literally a version of the Mortal Kombat song, but oh, a redone with Scott Pilgrim, and it is fucking awesome. And I'm mad that it's not on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Man, I gotta go back. I think I turned it off too fast. I feel or I wasn't like listening close enough. <laughs> but it's uh... it's an Anamanaguchi cover of the MK theme, but every name. And Scott reference Pilgrim. is Scott Pilgrim. Oh, okay. It's it's fucking awesome. It's awesome. Man, love the Mortal Kombat song. Uh, <laughs> the Mortal Kombat song. That's another one on the Wolfpack list of episodes, isn't it? Uh, Mortal Kombat slash Street Fighter. Although Chris, you say you don't want to part of Street Fighter. <laughs> no, I'll do it. I'll I'll, I, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll be with my boys. But I like. Listen, I, I know got, I'm gonna be Street Fighter's not all roses for me either, but I it's a fun I, I I'll get fun kicked out movie. of action Twitter after I talk about how much I do not like Street Fighter. I don't but think... it but it's not the worst <laughs> Street Fighter be movie, movie because that's still the one yeah. do with Alana Lane from Smallville. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. 
no, there's listen, Street Fighter's a mixed bag to me. Uh, I don't think it can't have action. It's not like an action classic, is it? Did I miss something where it's like a beloved uh action movie? I don't know. I have a lot of I think it's, I think it's I think it's beloved for how coked out of his mind Jean Claude is in it. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, he gives that great speech though about going I'm to going to kick ass. that son of a bitch by so, so hard, so hard. <laughs> Mike Scott did an amazing rendition of he that. He does. He so oh, Mike Scott does the best oh Van Damme impression, and and he doesn't just do oh Street Fighter. He'll do Expendables. I like Symbol. Like he's somehow oh, yeah. able to quote like every Van Damme movie and do it perfectly. Yeah, it's a gift. That's a real. Talent. But then say it's. But then say it's not a good impersonation. I was like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, it is. You when he did like, the Street Fighter speech, I was yeah. like, I feel like I just listened to Van Damme do that. This the vice, you know, the Guile speech. I was like, mm-hmm. it was like it was perfect. Um, yeah, and he's like, it's not very good. I'm like, it's amazing. Um. Uh, James, you still deciding, or I can go if you want. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I mean, it, it, I don't, it's probably the Clash of Demon Head, the metric song. Like, that was oh, that's my pick. so that was, good, okay. dude. I, I mean, good. especially how it starts. I yeah. love the like, the, 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 I was like, gonna say that might be the most obvious, but it's, it's it might be the most obvious, but I think it's, it's a song that's stuck yeah. in my head the most over the years. Is that like the friend of a friend? That whole opening yeah. is so yeah. great. I mean, I, that part is great, and then it kicks in. But um, which is Brie Larson singing that, right? Like, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? I yeah. thought it was well, metric. Well, it is. Well, I, is she I doing it with there's metric? Two, there's there's one like without her vocals. It's one of those weird things where uh, I think they've done the two like one without her vocals and one with. Oh, you know okay. What I mean? uh, okay. They did that. What was it? I feel like there was something else. I just recently. Maybe it's like the Crow soundtrack, the last song or something has two versions where there's I don't know, man. I'm... Oh no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like the one the has can't, this... yeah, the the can't can't rain all the time song. There's yeah. something's different. Uh yeah, there's like a one has her alternate version. Another something. one has another, yeah, vocal. It's weird. Anyway. I think the movie's yeah, got one really and then maybe the actual soundtrack has the yeah. different voice to it. What plays over the I credits remember. in the movie is yeah. different than what you get on the soundtrack or something like yes. that. But yep. I, I think metric and I may be wrong. I should probably look it up. What I'm saying it has it on their album with them, but then I'm, it's Brie Larson in the movie, right? Okay. Well, that makes yeah. All right, it makes that's that, that's my favorite also, song. Yeah, I've got a Kavit. My favorite Scott Pilgrim song from any media is from the video game, and it's Endless Winter. Oh, nice. It's too good, man. Too too good, <laughs> man. I will admit how much I must, like that I must suck at games because so like, I, I tried to play the Scott Pilgrim game. I thought it was really hard. It was kicking my ass. It is hard. <laughs> it's like, it is hard. hard. No, it is hard. Okay. It makes me feel better. I thought it just sucked. It was like, so James, really... I just looked up the album and it is metric on mm-hmm. Black Sheep. On, on, on the Scott Pilgrim of the soundtrack. I don't know if it's of them in the movie, but the... And then there is a Black Sheep version with... Oh, Brie Larson also oh, oh, with metric. Okay. So there are two versions. Okay. That may, that, that's yeah, good. there are two versions. Okay. You're Boom. not crazy, James. Problem solved. <laughs> Take your pick. Pick one of them. Yeah, no, that game is really <laughs> tough, man. I, I wouldn't have beat it. I'm not going to lie if I didn't use the God code. I'm, I had no. to cheat. I should go back and cheat. Cheater. <laughs> Do it, man. I, I, I Listen, Up, up, down, down. No, I'm just kidding. I think James <laughs> and I agree. We're probably too old to be getting mad at video games and we don't have time to fight. <laughs> like, I, no, same I here. Why do you think I told you guys? I play stuff on like normal. Yeah, I was going to say, I recently I found out that I was the one playing on hard and y'all weren't. Like I, I was like, 
Remember, we were just talking about this recently. I feel like there was oh, some yeah. game where I was like playing it on. Oh, Jedi, yeah, Jedi Hard or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, wait, what? Easy. And I'm like, what? Like, they like, they can't kick my ass on like easy mode. You're playing like hard mode. You're like, I yeah. got past this part in one in one try. I was like, what the hell? The only <laughs> game I can remember playing on like the hard mode or hardest mode in the past year was Resident Evil 4, the remake. Because I but I replayed that like three times. So by the time I got to the third run, I was like, I can handle this now. But there's it, it still parts that are pain in the ass in that game when you're on the hardest mode. But yeah, usually I just take it easy. I'm like, I don't have the time or the patience anymore. To get but frustrated normal, with yeah. video I'm games. going into that mode hardcore now because we don't have enough time to be spending trying to fight yeah. these guys like over and over and over anymore. Like, I, I got more games the, to play, man. The big one on that the video I used game to do. Too. Oh, 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 sorry, go ahead, Andy. No, but no, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, um, <laughs> on the video game, um, when they had announced the show, they did a re release of the video game on like you know all the modern consoles or whatever, and mm-hmm. I picked it up on Switch, and Ashley and I played through it and had like we played through the first few levels and had a really good time with it, but it, ha- but it does have that classic like arcade eat your quarters style mm. where like, it's just a little hard in spots because they want you to keep you like throwing mm. in those quarters. Um, I think, Oh, I, I was going to, I feel like it's like a, they're like, um, what's what? Are the, there's like a video game term for it, but they're like damage scene. You know, they, they take so much, you have to fight the enemy so long. Like they, they have a lot of hit oh, points, sponges. It's like, yeah, sponges. That's yeah, it. that's sponges. it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it just takes forever to to defeat normal bad guys to me. Like, it be oh yeah, that was quicker to yeah. Man. Uh, speaking the levels of... are so long. It's like, come on, man. Uh, speaking of video games, one thing that I have to call out is in the animated show. There's a part where he has to look through his memories. I won't say why, but it it's a virtual boy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was, and that. Was that awesome. yeah was so fucking funny to me as someone who in the last year went to like an outdoor event and played on a virtual boy for like five minutes and was like oh my god i have a splitting fucking headache afterwards <laughs> seeing that uh, and then when he puts it uh, and it's all red and i'm like yeah. oh my god and then it pans out and he's literally in a controller that is carved into the ground i'm like yes this is brilliant it's just great it's a virtual boy reference though so the, the the console i'm probably the most happy i didn't get as a kid because i really wanted one yeah and oh, yeah. not a good it's like it like it caused people splitting headaches and their eyes hurt and like but i wanted i only played so it for bad. like five minutes and was like ow like what yeah. the fuck yeah my <laughs> yep. one of my cousins uh, got one and i remember playing it and even then you know like i was like what no, this is weird. Yeah, this this ain't, feel right. Yeah, it looks uh, cool. There's most, we're not quite like, there oh, yet, buddy. Yeah. No, there's like most things when you're a kid, it's just like this is awesome, and it it yeah. doesn't matter. And then when yeah. you're older and look back on it, I remember one of because I got the Game Gear, and one of my friends got the Virtual Boy, and I remember playing that, and I was like, I was like, man, your parents hate you. <laughs> you, you they <laughs> want you to go blind playing the Virtual <laughs> Boy. Although your parents did go bankrupt buying you batteries for that game. I know that. Oh my God. That game. Oh my God. I was so mad. I literally threw batteries. Yeah. My mom would like be so mad on a road trip. I'm like, I need batteries. Like, how many? I'm like, I don't know, like 24. I don't know. I need Because I only get to play for 10 minutes before they die. (laughs) And here's here's the actual worst part the Surf Ninjas video game was nothing like the movie video game. I was so pissed at that. I love that game, but it was nothing like the movie. I. No, because I, I like, love the movie unabashedly. Love Surf Ninja. I uh, remember going to Teenage Mutant, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. I was like, Kino, yes, that's that kid from the last, the last dragon and Red, uh, Red, R- Red Sonja. And then I, <laughs> before the movie, they had the trailer for Surf, Surf, you know, Surf Ninjas, and I was like, what 
is this. And I <laughs> talked my parents into going. I bugged them all. Oh. I had the VHS. I had, you know, I love that movie. And the video game inside it looks so fun. And then I play the video game. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> this isn't even the game, the movie you at know. all. I really like that video game, but maybe it's my my memory of liking that video game. But I, yeah, I love Thirteen Minutes Two, Andy. I'm with you, Kwansu dudes. That movie is Kwansu dudes. <laughs> oh, it's probably not good, but I mean, anything ninja at that time, I was there. Three ninjas, surf ninjas, ninjas are cool. three ninjas, ninja three turtles. ninjas knuckle up even when they in turn replace Rocky. I'm like, what happened here? But I still watched it. <laughs> oh, oh, God. earlier I sent y'all those pictures. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Told you I'd explain. <laughs> Let's go I back still here. got these too. These were little, uh, like sabers, like little lightsabers. They're supposed to be like, like what the are swords these? they use. Are they like drumsticks? Oh, they light up. Uh, oh, they, they, light up. they do still light up. Oh, okay. Whoa. Cool. Yeah. What the heck? Um, how old are those? Yeah, <laughs> uh, 2019. Oh, wow. these batteries are from 2019. Uh, me and my older kiddo went to the Scott Pilgrim versus the World movie party at the draft house uh-huh. oh nice. And it was a. Okay. Uh, they gave us everyone got those little light up sword things nice. it was pretty awesome was it a packed I mean, house yeah it was packed of house. Course. it was crazy and like that's how is it probably me and my older kiddos like favorite like share like movie that we both love because she mm-hmm. like i said i've read all that those are all her books like she loves scott pilgrim too like even more than me probably but we went and saw that, so that was pretty good. That'll be one of those memories, you know, core memories that sticks with me forever because that was pretty awesome. I didn't. I'd I love to see I, it again you know, in theater. I, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I mentioned whenever we were very at the beginning. I I didn't <clears throat> I didn't see Scott Pilgrim when it first came out. I don't I don't remember why, but I I know that I didn't mm. get to see it in the theater. I didn't see it till it came out on DVD, but uh, I did see it in the theater finally, <laughs> and it was amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I would love to see it again now because it's probably got a way bigger following than, you know, like the, yeah. the whenever I saw it, it only made like ten million dollars opening weekend. Like it's like ooh, it ended with like fifty million on a budget of sixty. It's like well, that ain't good. But uh, yeah, it really feels like it's it, people know about it now. Like it's funny, it didn't do well, but it's like it's definitely got that cult following. It's kind of it has people I know, know like, about it. It sounds weird to call it a cult movie, but I mean, I think it kind of falls under because, like you said, I mean, or well, you know, like we'd have to ask Anthony, right? Does he think it's a cult movie? Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, it didn't make. I mean, it did it barely make its money back? Like, I mean, so that's part of right. What Maybe with like DVD it, sales, know, like, it it may have. But, it probably, yeah, but, yeah, DVD probably helped a lot. Actually, I didn't think about that, but yeah. yeah. But like, but everyone it, knows it now, and uh, well, it seems like it has a lot of love. You know. Now, yeah, so it does. It and maybe at the time it was too ahead of its time you know because i and like i'm not going to use the term you know i hate to use it like chris mentioned earlier some of people's complaints about it are it's woke but you think back i'm like 2010 there wasn't a lot of direct like it was prevalent but there wasn't a lot i mean there's a lot of forward thinking in this movie and like characters are all equal people are fighting you know like i mean you know girls getting punched by guys guys getting punched by girls there's a lot of stuff that's just you know, like, yeah, we're all e- we're all equal here. This is just a story about crazy characters doing, you know, crazy things. And there's like it, it's a very uh, diverse cast, too. And there's a lot of stuff in there. So maybe that played into some of it at the time. People were probably like, I don't need this movie telling me what, you know, what's what the kids <laughs> like and all this stuff. I, I don't know. But I don't know. I just think know. it I, I wish I could remember exactly. I just think they didn't know 
quite had to market it. I, people I didn't know quite what it was. I think there was I don't think they didn't market TV. it much. You're right. It's one of those things we don't know. So here's the movie. Go <laughs> see it if you want to. This is a weird comparison too, but I'm trying to think of other things that I know had a lot of buzz where they came out and did not do well. And all I can think of is snakes on a plane. Which I feel like had had maybe <laughs> been at Comic Con or some somewhere because people were like there was I think it was a Comic Con one yeah there was internet buzz about it and one thought it was gonna be really big and it came out and made like no money because <laughs> I guess like the the joke had kind of worn thin and Scott Pilgrim much better movie than Snakes on a Plane but I you know oh, yeah. just saying like maybe that that the nerd buzz they were expecting didn't translate them actually going to see it and they people probably caught up with it oh I got one on DVD or something you know like. Uh terminator salvation remember when that like hit everybody was geeked that we're finally getting this movie that shows the the cool future war and then man that thing just people saw it and they were like nope we didn't get the future war what we thought we wanted <laughs> well that's funny you bring that up because i remember like as a kid like specifically right like seeing judgment day and like the intro like yes you know, like, 10 minutes of the past <laughs> or the future i'm sorry the future and like that's what I wanted all of Salvation to look like, and that's yeah. not what it looked like. It doesn't right? look so like it's that. Like, <laughs> not even close. Two hours of the so first like two minutes of Judgment just Day. Here and, got, and like, right. I got like, like Years of War, like brown, brown like, hue. Like it's just not. Yeah, was, like. And, and you, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, that's silly, right? We're not going to get right, just right. two hours of robots fighting each other. And, but that's what I wanted. <laughs> I mean, like, I just wanted oh, people flying around everywhere and like love that T eight hundred. You know. That's the one yeah. I didn't You know want. what game does that really I well? Human is, Story uh, Con, man. There's a game that came out like a year or two ago. A Terminator. God, what's it called? Um, yeah. Um, not Resistance. Or is it Resistance? Good. It's from the same studio um, as the Robocop game that just oh, came out within the last okay, year. I still need to play. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Phenomenal. You get a trophy for shooting a guy in the dick. <laughs> oh, it is called Terminator Resistance. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a really good game. I was like, this captures the feeling of of those like early the little things cameron put in about like showing the future war that right. game captures it and there's like a real desperate feeling the terminators the t-hundreds are scary i feel like it's like there's almost like a like a horror element to it because like you're so like outgunned like you kind of mm -hmm. have to sneak a little bit you get better guns the game goes along but it's like they're scary when they pop up you're like oh shit and then like i think near the end i'm probably spoiling a little bit but like there's a whole scene where you're kind of running with all these resistance fighters fighting the, the Skynet and it, the music kicks in as you're running up this like battlefield. Like this is what I wanted from like, you know, all those Terminator movies didn't deliver. It's a, it's a kind of a low budget or like, smaller budget game, but I think it's really good. If you guys haven't played it, it's like, it captures that feeling really, really well. Um, I don't know if I got on that topic, but yeah, it's like, I just wanted to sell that game because I felt bad so... that it didn't do that well. <laughs> The reason I was so quiet over the last couple of minutes is I was doing a little bit of research is uh, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim opened the exact same weekend as oddly enough. I'll bring it back to our opening discussion and Expendables one where it got trounced. But also oh. at the same time in theaters was Eat, Pray, Love, which was a hit due for Julia Roberts mm -hmm. and the other guys and Inception. We're all in theaters at the same time. Okay, this is making more sense now. I don't want. To, I didn't think about competition. <laughs> like, so, yeah. I like all that. Oh, tied into it. it that uh, um, peacock, you gotta let me fly. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> I mean, it was a packed weekend 
just with the expendables, which, uh, which made more than I think a people had thought it was going to make. Cause remember it opened up to like over 30 million for the first expendables. I had forgotten it did that. Well, honestly, I'd forgotten. On it did that top, well. I'd forgotten it was in, it was in 2010 <laughs> on top of eat, pray, love, oh, which, you. which made a lot of money plus the other guys and inception. Yeah. A Scott program just didn't really have a chance. No, I did not. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, I think and in the other guys was another uh, Universal movie too, if I remember right, because that was mm-hmm. so. That's one of the, or, or is it Paramount? Either way, I think it could, but they could have ma- maybe put more. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's Paramount, but they was the other guys the same weekend, or it's already out? Oh, Columbia. Okay. Uh, no, it was already out. But oh, remember okay. that that the other guys. So I'm like, it's got that had some longer legs because I remember people talking about that one quite hilarious that was still people weren't totally will ferrelled out kind of like the michael mm-hmm. Sarah thing of it all yeah so other guys was august 6th let me look up scott pilgrim real oh. fast it's the week after it's august 13 one in august 8 okay it had 35 okay and then i'm thinking about inception the other guys expendables all kind of probably fighting for similar markets because it's like it's probably like young guys kind of demo you know like that's yeah. like these are all yeah. like young men Kind of the same demo movies, like so. Our our tension was split, you know, between like all these different movies. Um, Inception you know. was a July, July. Oh. but that was a big hey, hit, right? That look was what like, September twelfth, twenty ten, number one movie is Resident Evil Afterlife. Oh, number one, twenty six million dollars. <laughs> which God. I can't even. Which one is that? I can't even keep. Straight. Afterlife is Three, four, four. Okay, I do um, like that one actually. <laughs> I do yeah. like four. Um. It's ridiculous. I don't mind four as much as I do five and and six. Like I did a binge. God, I think it was like 2021 of every Resident Evil movie, and I have my issues so I. Of, of basically with all. Yeah, James, I think like oh yeah, we, we were, were gaming, similar. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but time. it's like Afterlife is quite fun. But then I don't know mm-hmm. what they were doing with five, and then uh, the final chapter is just oh, oh. my god god yeah. one of the worst edited it's movies strange, ever seen in my life sure. so <laughs> i made the mistake of watching of the final chapter the same day as john wick i think it was three on blu-ray Ooh. so Ooh. i watched oh, john wick first and then i started resident evil and about 10 minutes in i'm like uh nope and i waited like six months to watch it because i had to get john wick That's out of my funny. brain it's i uh, yeah, I was kind of on board for that franchise. I saw Final Chapter in the theater, and I was like, "Why are there so many cuts?" I was like getting overwhelmed. I was like, "Can we stop?" It prescribed to the Liam Neeson school of film editing. Yeah, the Taken Three, uh, or jumping over the fence edit. That's kind of what all of Final Chapter reminds me of. And I saw people trying to like reclaim that one and five, and I'm like, "Those two were mess." I'll give you four. I like four, but five and six that were just three rules. Three oh, is Russell Mulcahy doing. Oh, yeah, I like Russell Mulcahy, but I can't even. Mad I feel like three is yeah, the one I remember the least yeah, for right. some reason. Um, I don't know. Did anybody like Welcome to Raccoon City? Post-apocalyptic. I liked it quite a bit. I think that it needed higher budget and more marketing. Yes, it definitely needed I more money, but I liked what they were going for because it uh, it, it it felt like the game to me. Like outside yeah. of outside of some casting choices that didn't really work for me. Like oh, Leon to me felt completely off. But I like the actor playing as him that I think that if they would have gave it way more budget, that it would have been way better because it yeah. it looked like the games like everyone was complaining that 
of the Anderson films and don't look like the games. Well, here's one that looks like the games. Like it literally right. looked like they took the a police station out of remake two and just went uh, and put it on screen and no one fucking went. <laughs> and and no one like, saw it. I was like, what do you guys want? It's like, <laughs> so I just want a tried and true Resident Evil four movie. Please someone adapt that. It's, I don't know how they would do it. It'd probably be very expensive. I need that in my life. Damn, man, you got movie. me thinking. I need to get back on my Resident Evil. What? Yeah, my, my remake playthroughs. I only did two. I'm still gonna do three and four. Three is very short. Finish Halo Three. Four. Is... <laughs> like... Three, I literally beat in like four hours. You, yeah, you'll be done with three. Oh, without even like, trying they... at all. Oh, okay, okay. It's because hours. they cut oh, out easy, a man. massive section of the original game. There is no clock tower sequence too that takes up like half the game. That's completely gone. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I might have. Oh, disappointing. Oh, we've turned yeah. Film Feast into now we're talking about Resident Evil. <laughs> Video <laughs> game feast. It's one of my. Tangentially. It's me excited yeah. about. So, so I, for one of the best remakes I've ever played. The, it's amazing. Um, I, 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 okay, I, just, I, I actually think that two is better. Chad Spahelski, once he's done with Highlander, Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> just, let, just let him do Resident Evil 4. Oh too. my God. Chad Spahelski <laughs> would do an amazing Resident Evil 4. Adaptation. Wouldn't he, though? Yeah, I think so. I think he would. Yeah, that would be. Oh man. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, David Leach can do it too. <laughs> Side they technically note. already have Resident Evil and John Wick action in the CG movies. That's what I, I haven't watched. All I think I've watched one CG movie. I've seen clips. I'm like Jesus Christ. This is a vendetta. Is literally him <laughs> doing John Wick. Right. Like, straight up. He's. He, oh, Leon is. Bah, 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 and you're like, what? What is happening? But it's awesome. Yeah. I gotta watch those. Um, I don't know about you guys, but seeing Chris, the guy who's always talking about tactical gunplay, hold his hand. I, my my shorts just got a little bit tighter. Just saying. <laughs> Andy, stop it! Stop it! Okay, now that we've just gone off on this video game tangent, anybody got anything else to say on Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> we wrap up. Um, I'll say. I'll say. One it's more actually thing. hilarious. Yeah. It is. Um, my favorite fight is with uh, Matthew Patel. It's the most Hong Kong kind of style of fast paced, you know, kick. Mm -hmm. But the one kick I love when he, when Matthew Tote runs up, he like jumps in the air, like puts one leg on Scott Pilgrim's leg and like pulls his leg over his head and then sidekicks him and lands. It, I know that's wire assisted because I've seen behind the uh, scene stuff on it, but it's one of the best wire assisted, you know, kicks I've seen in a movie. Like it's done so cleanly, so smoothly, it's edited so well. And it, it's that's my favorite fight, but that's my favorite kick. And I would, it, it's just like, it's perfect. It's oh, my favorite part of that fight is, um, are you a pirate? Oh, <laughs> or, or, uh, you know, hey, it's that one guy, Ooh, guy, <laughs> Scott, fight. fight. <laughs> I think my favorite fight, I mean, I mean, obviously, they're all so good, right? But I think the yeah. one I like the most is when, uh, uh, Ramona is like using Scott to fight. Oh, oh Roxy, yeah. that is that, that is that he really has funny. to beat her, but she's like, she's like I can't his, hit a girl. But she's, <laughs> they're so soft. Yeah, they're, they're so, so soft. soft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got. I can't pick a favorite fight. That's too hard. I feel like they're, mine, they're all so different. Mine know? is probably uh, the end fight. Oh, with Gideon Graves. I think that oh, the sword choreography, like. Oh, leading into it where he fights all of his guards and it's fucking yeah. set to threshold and then just, yeah. dude, just goes from there. And then it turns into a lightsaber sort of fight. I mean, mm. oh, shocking. Yeah. I like like the lightsaber <laughs> influence fucking fight. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, shut up, Andy. You're my co-host. 
<laughs> I was agreeing with you. <laughs> is um like just just the choreography is so good, and again, it really looks like oh, Jason Schwartzman and Michael Sarah they they studied and did the work, and like yeah, yeah, I just love that one. And then it speeds it up, you know, and then they change it, up, and then they introduce oh knives and Ramona into it, and yeah, like the whole final fight is probably my favorite. Okay, that's yeah. probably my favorite too. Then I'm just gonna steal. Uh, the also, like <laughs> although the Lucas Lee fight has the one where he throws Michael Sarah and he goes, "Ooh, this is just <laughs> fucking great." Uh, it, Every Chris mean? Evans line is great. Sorry, yeah. no, no, <laughs> it is. And all, uh, speaking of that throw, like uh, I was the CG in the movie, pretty good. Like, yeah, that, no. looks great. Like holds up very well for being. 13 years, years old, old yeah i'm like yeah 14, mm-hmm. I mean, like, well going on 14 good. yeah it still but... looks great i mean i'm right here in front of a tv like it's right in my face looks good but uh <laughs> i just had that nice fight uh also whenever he's fighting all his little uh henchman guys or whatever and it does that top down view too oh yeah yeah that's always cool they're yep. kind of circling them you know like the little dolly thing around them. nice nice <laughs> oh what oh, I, but yeah uh you just talking about lightsabers and stars i made a note when i was reading the books something that's not in the movie that I was like, I got to mention it to them. I don't know if y'all remember, but uh, there's a little scene between Gideon and Scott and Gideon's. It's like a star Wars direct ripoff where he's like, join me. Uh, just like you know, Vader or whatever. And it's like, I was like, okay, I got to tell them about that. Cause it's like, literally he's like, no, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's phrased exactly like star Wars. That's mm-hmm. Phrasing. Yeah. I gotta make note of that. <laughs> Join me, Scott. <laughs> oh man! I well, should have yeah. brought the book out and showed you. So I know. Just show. Just yeah. It's not a visual. It's for uh, us only. People at home. I need do. you to read us the graphic novels. Kind of. Like <laughs> that. It'll be a bonus episode. I'll, where I'll send just it to you. Narr- it's like an audio book. He just narrates. And, but, but, oh, but also, I need the voices. I can help you work on your Chris Evans. Oh and, man, yeah, that's gonna be. Oh, tough. that's actually hilarious. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm just gonna keep throwing that one out as long as I can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't, yeah, I don't have anything else on Scott Pilgrim. So I think, I think we're, are we all done? Are we good? We're good. <laughs> I don't want to, uh, I'm good. Okay. Wow. Great. Oh, I, I guess yeah. one more little thing is, a, a, you know, this is just like a random side fun thing. People always bring up like, uh, best comic book adaptations. And I, I don't know how often I see Scott Pilgrim thrown around. Oh. Maybe not as often, but today I was like, man, this is, especially after just reading it, I'm like, one of the best. Like, one of easy, the best. Like, easy. if not oh, yeah. the best. Yeah. yeah. Right. Easily. Like, it, it's so good. Like, uh, uh, Chris, I think you mentioned earlier how, like, you know, you see the the animation or the the the, the book brought to life, kind of in the in the animation in the animated series. And I do like how there's not any like he brings it to life, live action, hundred percent in the movie. But then those those couple of flashbacks when Ramona tells her story, you do get the little actual comic book panel moving so like, good just a few times right and it's just a little nice you know here here this is what the actual comic book looks like so you're not 100% all in the dark you all the stupid jocks wanted me fucking yeah. ramona <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah it's really one good. of my favorite comic book movies for sure same uh, yeah it was so much fun i hadn't rewatched it in a long time like i don't think i'd rewatched it probably in a few years at least and it was a real like really fun just get to rewatch like why don't i rewatch this like you know, all the time. <laughs> so it's gonna, I feel like I, I watch it a bunch when it hit like DVD back in the day. Like when mm-hmm. at first I was like, re- I remember being very excited to buy it when it actually came out. I was like, oh, can we watch mm-hmm. this now? Um, really fun movie. Yeah. Everyone should watch a TV show. 
even if you don't watch TV shows. <laughs> it was you, very fast. You heard it, it here first. Yeah. Film Eight episodes. recommended TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a first here. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, for me, for me, recommending a TV show. Um, Eight episodes, 25 minutes. Goes by very fast. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. so, uh, well, thank, this was so much fun, guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I will. It will not be so long before we get back together again. I don't know what we're doing uh... next because we have so many ideas. The Cornetto yeah, trilogy. Right. We'll just keep this Edgar Wright a train and going, right. baby. Oh, that's true. We could. We could. Um, Dude, man. dare we dare we go into Baby Driver? Oh, God. I don't, I don't know. Force a rewatch, you know? Like, <laughs> let's do what's really people mad do a double I, you know Baby what? Driver and Last Night in Soho. <laughs> real, real quick on that whole thing, I think as I've been sitting here thinking about it, maybe it's because, like, in some things, the whole Kevin Spacey of it, like, I. I really have a tough time even going back watching horrible bosses because I know he's in it, but there's a part of me that I'm like, yeah, he gets his, you know, ultimate comeuppance and he's gets, you know, so that's, I can, but maybe it's because Ansel Edgar or whatever his name, maybe when you're the main star, it's really hard. If the main yeah. star of your thing happens to be a shit bag that you can, it, it makes it, even when you're like watching it, you're like, damn it. Like it's easier when it's a, a, a bad when guy. He's or somebody who's, yes. Yeah. When he's the I villain. made this and argument maybe before. That could and be it. Probably very. I don't think it's it's not great, but it's like it's if an actor turns to be like a real piece of shit, it's easier for me to accept them as a villain because I'm rooting yeah. against them anyway. Like Kevin yep. Spacey, all I can think of is him being villains, like Seven, mm-hmm. Baby Driver, Horrible Bosses, Horrible like. I, so it's like it's kind of. <laughs> I don't want to say American it's Beauty. He's, he's, he's totally a movie I still have not <laughs> seen. It's a really big movie from like '99, but I've not seen that movie, and now I kind of don't want to because, like, yeah. you guess know, what? It's, it's, guess what? It's, he is in like your life. You don't have to. Yeah, but <laughs> so. I, it kind of makes it easier. Like, uh, I had a better example of some other actor that plays mostly shitty people. That I was like, well, if they're playing villains, I can accept it. But like, oh, great example. If like if I heard terrible things about Tom Hanks or something, that, that would be tough because he plays like all these yeah. like nice guys and like every man type of guys like he's the you know but <laughs> but i just couldn't like if they're playing villains it's easier mm-hmm. for me to accept even though they're still bad people but i don't want kind of space to get any more work like i just saw he's gonna get he's gonna appear at like a like a horror convention a horror yeah like, a horror or some sort of comic convention too i was like oh i'd like what? to go there and just his, his yeah. area just be like go away yeah but but uh i don't know i gotta rewatch baby driver because it's i it's been a while and I wonder how I feel about it now, but I don't know. We'll figure out what we're going to do next time. But anyway, I will let you guys plug stuff. People can follow you. I guess I'll, I'll start with James. Where can people follow you? Ooh. Twitter hero. What are you up to? Twitter hero. That's it. That's <laughs> the only place. It's, it's <laughs> I'm getting a salute from Chris. Thank you, sir. Who actually served in the military. <laughs> right. <laughs> like... uh, yeah. Uh... I mean, at TJ underscore Mackie, M-A-C-K-E-Y four, three, two. I, I just post movie clips, man. That's, yeah. that's all. And it feels like every week or so, something you post just blows up. Blows and the, the fuck up. Somebody involved in it it's finds weird. it, always oh. finds it, and it's like, holy shit. Somebody. Yeah. And then I'll Literally see it retweeted. changed. Like, I have never not done anything different. I know, that's I the just, funny thing. You don't do anything thing. different. It's just like some clips like yeah, catch fire, and then I'll see it's it retweeted. Actually, and I'm like, both of you I guys. know that guy. Yeah. I'm like, it, I know Jay. <laughs> it's like, well, it's funny because it's not even like I feel like, you know, if you really wanted to like get into like search, you know, SEO and algorithm shit, like I'm not even it's not even like Scott Pilgrim's not, you know, it's not like hitting any like weird key terms or anything. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. And the weird thing know. is you'll That's post like, it's so weird and there's no way multiple to clips from a movie. Like you posted like a bunch of stuff from the other guys, I think. And then that one clip with like Michael Keaton 
doing oh, like yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's up. like it's weird. That, it's and that like, was just a response to Brandon. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you never know. You li- I was literally just being funny to Brandon. And then, and then just, you know, boom, I know it's, it's just like, funny every week. Up. I'm like, oh, James got yeah. Twitter famous again. Yeah. Someone James, James got <laughs> James got Twitter famous, and then he still takes time to you know respond. I know. To Speak to us. So nice. I I appreciate us, it. Us lowly people. Lowly people. but um. Okay, but everyone should be following you anyway because you post. I do yes, open, just go on these like things. You post something about you're watching. So um, yeah, yeah, just clip some stuff I'm watching. I don't ever yeah. talk like about much about them. Like I'm not like some analysis guy or anything. You say just, just enough. You're like, right, I'm just like Michael Keaton's great in the scene, and it's like five million views. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like I, all I say is like, oh, I love the scene. Oh, this is a great scene. Oh, this is perfect. Oh, this is I love this movie. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, bam, it just blows like, the fuck up. Yeah, because oh. for one, I don't want to say anything. Like I'm probably not going to post much about movies that I don't like because I don't want to be negative, right? Like I'm trying to just post. Same. Scene, you know, yeah, good I can't stuff, remember so, ever so. doing that where you're like, "Look at this piece of shit scene." Right. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe positivity is catching on. I don't <laughs> catch the I wave, guys, of positivity. <laughs> right, the way I love us. something. We got to get in here, man. Quans, Quansu uh, dudes. Um, Quansu dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Chris, people follow you. What you're working on? No Imperial scum. Be soon. Coming back. Yeah. This will be out next um, week, by the way. So yeah, that's the time frame. <laughs> Uh, so you can follow me at gingerdome81 on basically every social media possible uh, I haven't been going hardcore on Twitter as of late uh, I'm trying to when I get home from work like I set my phone aside not be oh so focused on social media um, but as for Andy and I we have since oh, relaunched our Star Wars podcast uh, in, um, either look up at scum imperial or at imperial scum on all social media i can't remember uh, some social medias have flipped it to scum imperial for some reason and i can't fucking change it and i don't i mean just look us up we have oh three episodes out um on all podcast servers uh it's just me andy and our friend mark i was shooting the shit i actually got andy to be somewhat and super negative on the holiday special <laughs> on my claim to fame I as i, I got in and, yeah, oh. I got Andy got to be me, a little yeah. angry. Yes, um, that, was, you, that was a good time. You you got me to uh, talk about Star Wars <laughs> like I do about Kellen Lutz. So yes, you did manage to do that. You also <laughs> saved me the trouble of watching that. Um, but overall, it's been uh, it's been a blast. Uh, all the feedback to the show has been great. We haven't been able to release them as much as we want, but holidays like I I have a crazy oh our work life. Oh, Mark has oh three children under the age of 13. Very young. Kid, like, yep. like he's super busy. We oh, were set to record oh, this last weekend. And oh, Mark gave us ample warning was like, guys, I have a migraine. I might not be able to shake it. He wasn't able to shake it. And we don't record unless all three of us are able to record for those who have listened to the show. We are planning on guests but we want to get a good amount of shows, just us three first before we start bringing in guests. And, oh, Matt and James are on that list. So before anyone goes like, hey. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're at the top, bro. Yeah. But yeah. I want to talk Shadows of the Empire. No, first guess. <laughs> Fuck yeah, but, we will. <laughs> I got, show, I got it. it was a big oh, part of my Star Wars fandom a, as a kid. It anyway. is an absolute <laughs> blast. Uh, I look forward to recording 
every single time with Andy and Mark is just us just being dorks, man. Kind of <laughs> similar to this, but it's just all about Star I was going to say, I was going to say it's like uh, the Star Wars version of Film Feast. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much, yeah. There you go. <laughs> hanging out having fun having a good time talking and talking what you love. even though i text you guys literally every day this was like the highlight of my week so far because i miss you guys it is different uh, to actually talk to you guys yeah. on here versus text right like, i wish i could send more like voice messages in the group but I, I feel like i don't want to like especially if somebody's at work and i can open a voice message up probably <laughs> so it's you know or you're out somewhere it's like i can't listen to this but i the talking to you guys is uh it's more fun than having text. But I love our it, it is. I love our group text. As I said yeah, to Lindsay, like like on Schlock and Awe, it's like, oh, it's crazy because we haven't overcorded in so long, but yet I text you guys literally every day. Uh-huh. Yeah, it feels like we uh, yeah. The the talking is is cool though. That that it you know obviously adds a little because we're not just reading each other, we can actually talk to each other. That's why we, we really do need to like try to make a like firefight get together or something, just so we can do yeah Bullshit, talk like this more often you know, without yeah, having like, to worry about matt recording right. and then editing afterwards <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right yeah do you just I only saying... talk to you if i can record the conversation yeah. that's and it. i know i know <laughs> like you said, so, <laughs> schedules are tough we're all grown and like life yeah. man gets in the way but we really do yeah and i we think i'm the least busy i feel like i don't know like but i don't have kids <laughs> i feel like chris's job yeah. has more like crazy hours than i do and i still feel like i'm busy so i don't know how you guys do stuff with kids and all this other stuff like it's hard out there being an adult, man. I, like, I just <laughs> live with a migraine, you know. I got one right now, kind of. I think, you know, it's, it's like, pretty rough. Oh, yeah. It's like, I want to be a kid again. I had so much time. I didn't realize how much time I had on my hand. Yeah. Yep. Oh. But I also didn't have any any money to buy the shit that I want. I, no, that's <laughs> I had true. to like, ask there's, my parents. There's bonuses. There's good and there's bad, you know. True. Yep. That's true. In all things. <sighs> Oh, well. Uh, all right. Well, yes. And the other co host of Pure Scum, Andy, what do you, you plug your stuff? A twin. Oh, okay. you can plug Twin. Yeah. Twin. <laughs> Wonder Twin Powers activate. Vanilla Gorilla. <laughs> Form of somewhat decent podcast hosts. <laughs> Working um, on it. <laughs> you can pretty much find me on all social medias under Andrew M. Gorham. I just, I made it easy because you just look for me putting my hands up, surrounded by, by droids with a big shit-eating grin on my face. And you can just, like much like James said, just follow for positivity. I'm not going to tweet or talk about stuff that I don't really like. And I like a lot of stuff. Thankfully, I cast a wide net. So I was yeah. gonna say, I it's like you're so too, tall. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm when like you're tall, feet. you gotta have a wide net. Eight foot one, people. Eight foot one. Yeah, when you're I eight foot one, action Twitter reacher. I'll call him myself. <laughs> <laughs> you should own that title. You should. Uh, I should. Um, Details matter, guys. Details yes. matter. Everyone should be listening to Imperial Scum. It's a good time. I really. Oh, just, thank you, man. Thank you, dude. The good. The three of you have great chemistry because I didn't know anything about. Uh, you know, Mark, I'm going in. I didn't know. I don't know. I don't know him still. But like his story about how he got into Star Wars was like, you all had great oh. stories. But like, I was like, good luck topping that one. <laughs> like, I told you guys, I was, I was literally, I mean, I just thought we were talking about Star Wars and stuff. And here we are talking about like deep life stuff in the first episode. I, I was like, this is what I was kind of secretly hoping it would be, but I didn't want to like <laughs> say it because then it's not going to happen. And here Mark busts that out. And then Chris says his awesome story, and I'm just like, I've just, I've just always loved Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking the other day, I'm whenever you are ready to have me on, I'm excited to be there because I have talked about like hardly any Star Wars in this spot. Never had an episode about Star Wars on Film Feast, so I've got lots oh, to say. Yeah. I don't know. My awesome. stories, the funny thing is, like, my story of getting into it probably is not 
that exciting at all, but I'm going to try to work on it. But uh, I just, yeah, it just kind of happened one day. I was like, oh, I like Star Wars. But <laughs> this... that's all that matters when you really boil it down. That's all that matters. It's yeah. like 80% of my personality for fuck's sake. So, yeah, it's all. <laughs> I'll work on it. Uh, I got more I mean, stories. Look, I'm here. surrounded by this stuff. Yeah, it's. I know, I know. Um, man, so uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Everyone should listen to Imperial Scum and following all you guys. Uh, for my stuff, it's the usual. You can follow me on Twitter at Maplet87. Follow the podcast, Film Feast Pod. Um, uh, follow me on Letterbox. I guess at Maplet87. Uh, see, changed... see all of his 4.5s. All my 4.5 story. <laughs> He can direct message me on Twitter then later and say, What the fuck, Matt? This is not as good as Jaw, or this is it's like this is <laughs> this is not this isn't worthy of uh five stars or whatever you want to do. I'm used to it at this point. You can say whatever. like you know what? some or yeah. don't. This is a this is a... <laughs> I, I assume people that listen to this would if they had anything to say in a joking way, unless they just are listening, like they're hate listening to this, which would be a yeah. shock to yeah, me. Yeah, I always think about how weird that must be, or like especially with like older podcasts, like you know, even I think recently Patrick and Adam have talked about that, like their in jokes. You know, like you're 600 episodes into a podcast, how are you supposed to react to like someone who just listened for the first time? Right? Like, like it's like what? Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, or like people that would get mad at it. I'm like, I think one of my favorite uh, moments from any podcast was on the James Bonding podcast, and they had oh, yeah. uh, they had Paul F. Uh, F. Tompkins, Tompkins on, and they yeah. said something like, like something they said the previous week. They got lambasted on Twitter, and Paul, Paul, Paul and Paul Tompkins goes, "Well, you can you can tell them to fuck off, and you can see the actual podcast purser for your refund of a free show." And I was like, <laughs> I was like, anybody that's gonna get um, mad at anybody for ratings or whatnot, just just go. Just that's the go. part that drives like we're it very rocks. lucky just in the ratings here. department <laughs> on on Spotify and our podcast, but like. I just would not want to like do anything to take down a little independent podcast that, you know, oh. is free. And like, I just couldn't, even if I didn't like the show, it's like what James said earlier. If you don't like something, you just move on by, but yeah. um, labor love for somebody. So yeah, don't shit I, on it. Move on. I imagine yeah. no one's like hate listening to the show, <laughs> but uh, if you do, I'm sorry, I guess, I don't know. Uh, don't leave a bad review, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know I thought about the in, the in jokes thing, but I'm like, I can't, I don't want to stop telling the inside jokes. I I figure someone will just catch up. We give enough context. They, they get it. Yeah, like, enough context. Go yeah. listen to cobwebs. Say... Me and James talk about Jaws. I said, it's a four and a half star movie. And that just <laughs> shattered everyone everyone's brain uh i even you know what's lost in that whole thing is that i started off saying i used to really not like jaws at all right so it got up to a 4.5 oh my god you're right i i i, I forgot about that it's that was... like when you go to a restaurant and the meal is awesome and the service is awesome but you have to wait like an hour for the check it's the last thing that you remember so the last thing that all that anyone remembers is the 4.5 true probably better off that's oh. true she she hid from wouldn't you look at us <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. scary looking we're a motley crew james's daughters came in for people it's again i remember it's not visual people his daughter came in looked at us ducked behind james yeah. <laughs> after we waved the most the most, ad, the most adorable mm. <laughs> like yeah. he was oh, like no. that man's eight feet tall i have to get eight, <laughs> eight foot two <laughs> andy and she's like ah! eight foot two Vanilla <laughs> gorillas here. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's the end of the show. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Well, thanks, everybody. I'll be back next week. I think, I think next week's episode should be uh, another hiatus. 
No, because he's going on break again. <laughs> no, no, I'm the opposite problem now. I've got like episodes planned out through like March already. I'm like, oh shit, I'm getting kind of too far ahead of myself. Um, you know what? I won't <laughs> even tease next week's episode. I'll just let it be a mystery. I think it's more fun that way. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Talk next time. Bye.